for me and end up happier than ever? No way. He doesn't get to win. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Gina! But I don't care, darling, because I love you. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. I can feel myself rot. Justin, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. best friend is his mother. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussion Show, a place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in Connecticut. And with me is uh, Eric from what state? I am from Michigan, also in Connecticut. Indeed. And in the state, well, not in the state of New York, but from the state of New York, Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And uh, we do have uh, someone from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. All right. And uh, we do have some of our other co-hosts from uh, the state of Michigan. Uh, Missouri, actually. Missouri. Yes, Missouri. Big difference. And who's that? This is Kevin. And I'm doing just peachy. Indeed, indeed. And we have a Connecticut American. This is Chrissy. Chrissy, how are you? I'm good now that I have coffee. Excellent. And then we have a special co-host from another podcast uh, from Connecticut as well. Oh, hey, this is Leo. Leo, Hi. from where are you from? Uh, from right here, uh, Connecticut. All right, that's true, but, but what, what other podcast do you do? Uh, oh, uh, the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. I do Splash Pages, The Dork Night, Comics Paradox, uh, Midweek Geeks, and still took them with. Yeah, so you're always busy almost every night, it seems. Yep. Yeah. And he is literally from right here because we are literally in his living room. Yes. <laughs> he can't be, he can't be any more from right here unless we're in the hospital in which he was born. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, and, but we do have uh, two other folks here today. Uh, we have uh, Christy's husband, who, who's actually um, been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. I have been here in the past. Hi, I'm Nathan. Glad to be here. Indeed, indeed. And then... Uh, uh, we have someone else here. Uh, who are you? <laughs> who are you? I'm Pam. I'm Mike's wife. That's right. And, and Pam I thought not. I was your husband. It's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Pam is always mentioned every week when we do the podcast because uh, sometimes our episodes aren't released immediately because one of our listeners named Pam is always curious. So we begin time stamping, date stamping the episodes. And so uh, th- that's Pam. So Pam, we're recording this on August 12th. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 2023. Thanks for 
location. And the GPS coordinates are. <laughs> yes. Now, um, why are we all here, uh, Eric, in the same room, in Leo's room? Uh, we are at Leo's because, uh, as our annual tradition has been, we have all met up in Mystic, Connecticut. Uh, we all just went to see a movie in the theater earlier today, which we're going to be discussing, and Leo was kind enough to host us at his home for this recording session. I thought we were here because Leo serves Deadly Grounds coffee. Yes. Well, that's a great that's a great reason to be here, but it wasn't the initial cause. <laughs> and it's raining outside. And that's right, Deadly Grounds coffee. Please send us money for supporting your. <laughs> Please send us more Deadly Grounds coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Leo. Uh, well, they, they officially they are a sponsor. Oh, oh they yeah, they're they're excellent. Okay. They're a sponsor of the Dorkening Network. Yep. 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 And the question is, the dog in right there? No, he just went down the stairs. Oh, okay. Okay. So there is a canine American with yeah. American, right? He's yeah. an American dog. Yeah. We don't want any <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a Labrador, so he's Canadian. Yes, but it's an American Labrador, That's not true. an English Labrador, which is different. Right, right, right. And and also, also, he was born in the states. So he's American. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yeah. let's remember, there's a whole lot of Americans. Just because he's American doesn't we're, make him. We're talking about the United States. States. <laughs> you know what we mean. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't get Bill started. Don't get All right, move on. All right. Uh, we're there. We're there. So, uh, yeah, so we're here, uh, uh, as Eric mentioned, and uh, what we did, uh, Mike, what did we do, and wh- wh- why are we actually recording right now? Uh, some years ago, Eric decided to visit New York, and that became a Dark Discussions meetup uh, because Eric has family here, even though he resides in Michigan, and that somehow turned into an annual tradition when there is no plague going <laughs> on, uh, so we meet up every year in Mystic because of where everybody is situated except for Eric, and actually now Barrett, um, it just was kind of central to us, and so it just became a traditional meetup point, so we meet up usually on the Friday, go to Mystic Pizza, Saturday afternoon, we go catch a movie. Afterwards, we go somewhere, either Panera Bread or Leo's house, and uh, record a podcast. And then we go get dinner. And then we meet up, usually on Sunday, for a, for an early lunch for at a pasta barn. Place. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, actually, Mystic was chosen specifically because of your wife. Because I said, Mike, why not Mystic? Because if your wife comes, she'll have an opportunity to poker at yes, play well. poker, not poker, but <laughs> play poker at one of the two casinos in the area. So yeah, I could so go there somewhere, uh, and I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I screwed up because I forgot to say. I just said poker instead of playing poker. Anyway, um, and Chrissy has a dirty mind. <laughs> Chrissy does have a dirty mind. Uh, so yeah, so so uh, we uh, saw a movie. And uh, we're going to record it, and basically whatever pops up at the theaters, and usually we've been lucky that there's actually been a number of horror films or some sort of film pop up. And this year we had two, uh, Make Two and The Voyage of the Demeter. And Talk to Me is out now, too. Oh, Talk to Me. We we chose the most evil, dangerous movie of them all, Barbie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, the only year I think we were short on, on having a decent one probably was Make. Yeah, and I still had fun with that one. Yeah, that was still fun. Yeah. yeah, so so uh, we had a choice. Yeah, that's true. We had a choice of three films, but uh, I, I know uh, Christy and Eric had already seen Talk to Me. Is it? Talk to me. Talk to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Baronet too, and. Uh, um, uh, a number of us had seen the Meg too. Yeah. Most of us thought it sucked. 
Yeah. Chrissy might want to chime in. I liked it. Right, right. And, and, and even though Talk To Me is getting good reviews, uh, 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 I know Barrett and Eric were just going, eh, well, I thought you said it was kind of decent, right? It was, yeah. yeah. I th- there's enough to talk about there that if you wanted to do an episode on it, you could. There's right. enough on yeah, it. Yeah, it's decent. It's yeah. decent. Yeah. yeah. So that leaves uh, something. And uh, Eric, uh, out of all those films, uh, the only one we haven't really talked about yet, uh, what do you know what we're going to discuss? Today, because it's not a night yet. <laughs> Today we are talking about the last voyage of the Demeter. Evil is in board. Powerful evil. We call him Dracula. The Demeter. On charter from Romania to London. Shipping private crates. Contents unknown. Out at sea with no land in sight. This here is Clemens. He's a doctor. You dress like a learned man. University of Cambridge. I know my way around the boat. Our charter has agreed to pay on us for timely arrival in London. I'm through the ship. This here is Huckleberry. You don't come with like this to give the oars clear. It's a fine boat, no doubt. Something ripped apart the animals. All the livestock. This looks like a bite. Search the ship everywhere. Evil is on board. Powerful evil. of the Demeter is based off of chapter 7 of the Dracula novel uh, written by Bran Stoker Bran Bram. Yeah, you're right. Bran is the kid from Game of Thrones which will tie into this in a few minutes <laughs> and Bran is something you eat for breakfast yeah. yes. right. <laughs> uh, now, now this movie uh, obviously uh, just came out uh, this weekend so as we mentioned to Pam so she would understand that we're recording on August 12th 2023. Uh, the film actually came out yesterday, as the um, actually two days ago, because they had the, the Thursday premiere thing, right? And uh, has a budget of 45 million. is directed by 
uh, Andre Avradel, who uh, is well known to uh, most folks who listen to this podcast because he was the director of Troll Hunter and Troll! Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. And then he also did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And we've done all episodes on all three of those films. Uh, the movie has uh, some folks in it uh, Corey Hawkins. Asling Franciosi, Liam Cunningham, and David Dasmalshian, uh, who are the the three, uh, I guess, the four main folks that people may know. Um, the box office is at 2.6 million up the day we record, uh, though they're saying that it's going to be a bomb, um, less than nine million supposedly by the end of the weekend. Uh, the film is getting uh, very bad reviews. Uh, it was down to 30. It was actually at 45%, then it dropped down to 36%, and now it's back up to 45%. Uh, if that matters to you, a lot of people don't care about reviews. Um, it is very loosely based on the chapter, uh, even though uh, it, it claims that, even at the beginning of this movie, that it's based off the chapter and the, you know, the little title cards that they throw out. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I guess we can go around and discuss how we heard about this. Uh, the movie has been in development hell for years uh, and it's finally been released. It was originally under development with Neil Marshall from what I understand. Even before that? Because uh, I remember when the podcast started yeah. uh, that was one of the movies yeah, that, Viggo, that Viggo we were looking, for, was looking forward to and uh, yeah, it never came about. That was before I think Neil Marshall was doing Game of Thrones episodes. So that's going back a ways. Wow, that's um, over a decade. Yeah. It's about 12 years. Phil, yeah. so, may I jump in first? Yeah, of course. Um, I kind of wanted to take my turn first, just because I think I have a different perspective from everybody else in the room. It's just, I think I'm the only one who has not read Dracula. So, I am, okay, I am evaluating this strictly as the movie that was presented to me today. Um, I know, I've been hearing it since before we even met, went to the movie about how it's not really the same as the book, and I don't particularly care. Uh, but I will not have that perspective, because I don't know what's in the book. Um, as far as hearing about it, I kind of found out about it when I was checking movies to see what was going to be in the theaters when we did this meetup. Um, and, yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was acted well. I liked the score. I thought... Dracula looked pretty cool. Um, it dragged a little bit at points. I, they could have trimmed it up a little bit, but that was really my chief complaint about the movie. Uh, other than that, I enjoyed it. All right, sounds good. Uh, now, uh, Leo, uh, you have not read the book either, so uh, let's say your perspective. Uh, how did you hear about this film, and what did you think of it? I heard about it when you all told me about it. <laughs> we were going to go see it. Uh, I watched the trailer before and thought, eh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, it was... I enjoyed it, but it definitely had some major, like, plot holes. Like, you know, it's definitely the type of movie where you're thinking, why the fuck are they doing that now, you know? Uh, sorry. You're allowed to swear. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> Watch fucking line. This is, this is a curse is allowed pop okay, podcast. Okay. We don't censor yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely was a movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's there was a movie. Don't, don't be afraid to kick the movie if it's down. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it definitely seemed like they were trying to reboot like the Dracula franchise for Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. towards at the end, you know, you have the hunter that survives. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with this next. But uh, yeah, there was a couple of spots where I thought, like, why the hell are they doing that now? You know, like, it, yeah, definitely major follows. 
Fair enough. Now, uh, since uh, Leo used the profanities, uh, uh, Kevin, you usually say crumbs, so we'll go with you next. Uh, how did you hear about this film? And what Balance up the dark with the light. Awesome. <laughs> I really don't know how I heard of it. I'm sure it was because I saw a preview somewhere, and I I do enjoy the Dracula story. I've seen several renditions of Dracula, and I was... Even if I wasn't going to be here watching it with all of you, I probably... Well, not I probably... I would have seen it on my own anyway, considering the fact this is not something my wife would be interested in seeing. And I enjoyed it. I Yes, I did see a lot of discrepancies between the story and the movie, but I also... You just kind of got... You got to get used to that. So I just put aside what I knew about the book and just said, I'm watching this as a movie and as a movie, I enjoyed it. Alright, sounds good. Uh, let's go with uh, another guest, uh, Nate. Well, <laughs> I I have to say, looking at the whole layout of it, I was depressed that they had opportunity to... Everybody went into this saying, it's such a small... It's even not the whole chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody went in saying there's so little for them to work on here, and yet they used so little of what they actually had. They could have used more of the... They, they didn't use the same language. They didn't use the same character types. They added characters, which I know were their own purposes, but it just... There was a lot more to work with than they used, and I felt that it could have gone a whole different way had they stuck a little bit closer to the storyline. Alright, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Pam. Um, the, the last time that I read Dracula was probably 20 years ago. Um, so, I mean, I knew the, the chapter existed. Uh, I'm sure I saw a preview for the movie in one of the many movies that we've seen over the summer. Um, so, I enjoyed the, the movie not really remembering any specifics from the chapter in the book so um, I I liked how it, how it was presented and uh, the little titanic moment at the end at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> notice she still got on the board and left him in the water <laughs> she kind of there was room for both she, she she could have warmed him up. That's obvious. Well, that is true. <laughs> yeah, we'll get well, I, thought he, I thought that they split and she pushed him away. Yeah. Well, right. I guess there's no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right, so uh, let's go with you, uh, Mike. All right, so uh, I have not read Dracula in a, in a bit, maybe about 10 years, maybe a little less, but um, I might have thought I was going to be doing a panel on it. But it's, um, I like the book. Uh, I, I think if you've read the book, and watched every other adaptation about Dracula that's out there. They're all heavily bastardized. Um, so, um, look, I'm at the point now. I'm, I'm not looking for a lot. I thought this was a brilliant idea when I heard about it 12 years ago or so, because it's such a slight, tiny sliver of the Dracula story. It allows you to use the character without treading over very, very familiar ground. Um, I enjoyed the film. Uh, but in lieu of, uh, of spoilers, uh, I'll just say that you you know me, you you know what I like in a reviewing, uh, a vampire and a boat will get you five, 
but a boy and a dog will get you ten. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed the film. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go view Barrett. All right, so I read Dracula a long time ago, but I did read so that they have a Kindle edition of the chapter, just the chapter itself. So I read that yesterday just to re-familiarize myself. Um, I'm kind of of two minds. I think if they had stuck more with the pacing of the story itself, they would have been able to tell a story without the plot holes that Leo talks about. Um, because because they went more action-oriented, which I understand why they did, it kind of creates those plot holes. But I really liked the filming. I liked the acting. Um, the score, like Eric said, is great. Uh, the film felt authentic, which was nice, because sometimes you get these period pieces and they don't feel that way, and this one did. Um, so in general, I really enjoyed the movie, but it has one major plot hole for me that I just can't get over, but I still like the movie. So. Alright, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I heard about the film the same way that uh, Mike and Eric did uh, when we started the podcast. Uh, it was supposed to come out back, way back then. Um, and then I completely forgot about it, and then out of the blue, um, folks on the podcast said, oh, it's going to probably come out the weekend we're doing the Mystic Meetup. So uh, that's how I reheard about it. Uh, so I didn't I didn't watch the trailer, but I did uh, read some of the reviews because uh, uh, when you're in a hotel room twiddling your thumbs or watching the kids swim in the hotel swimming pool, what do you do? So um, I started reading the reviews and I was immediately horrified because um, it, it 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 wasn't uh, based off of uh, the chapter as they claimed. Um, so I. Uh, was, was not looking forward to the film once I heard that. So I reread uh, that chapter last night, and, and the book is just a fabulous book. Uh, but Mike does have a fair point, which is every Dracula film that's out there uh, has bastardized the story continuously. So I should have felt that, well, they're going to bastardize this too and, and not hold it against it. Um, but um, uh, I'm kind of where Leo is that it's a movie. It's a movie. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like horrified that I saw the film, like uh, Skinner Inc. Or, or a couple other films that, that we oh watched. <laughs> that was just horrendous. The Gallows. Yeah, and uh, uh, scary <laughs> on Skinner Much worse than the oh, Gallows. Oh, no, no, let's not right. open up on Skinner. The Evil Dead remake. Oh my God, it's terrible. But um, so yeah, th- this film. Uh, I was. I was. I was definitely where Eric is. Where where the pacing? They could have chopped 20 minutes, 30 minutes easily off of this yeah. film. Uh, it was way too long at points, and um, uh, the, everything that Barrett said, the authenticity, uh, Eric with the, with the soundtrack. Uh, the problem with the film was the screenplay. Uh, there was a lot of plot hole issues <laughs> completely with it. And as Nate mentioned, there was a lot of great stuff in that part of Chapter Seven that focuses on the captain's log that they didn't use at all. And um, and I'm always a nitpick when it comes to uh, the fact that uh, they changed the ethnicities of everybody because it was supposed to be all Russians except for one the book, guy. The, book, the, book, the, book. The, fir- the first mate is Romanian and everybody else is Russian and, and it was really like they... I completely misses the point of the chapter if they're not Russian. Yeah, in my opinion, absolutely. So, uh, nitpicks besides that, uh, it was just a movie. I, I, I won't have this on my top 20 best films of the year. Uh, I don't think it'll have it as the worst film of the year because I saw Skin of a Ring. But, but, it, but it's pretty close. Uh, Try the Outwaters. So, yeah. So, uh, that's my opinion. So, uh, I think the last person here is Chrissy. What do we got? 
Okay, so I'm a sucker for anything seafaring, any kind of ghost stories that are seafaring, uh, anything like that. So I was very excited when I heard about this um, a while back. Um, but it had been so long ago since I had actually read the original Dracula, like probably 30 years ago, that I didn't even associate this originally with um, Dracula. Like, I didn't realize it was the same thing. And I thought that someone had written an actual book that expanded on that chapter a few years ago. So when I heard about this, I was like, oh, somebody wrote... Because, you know, sometimes someone will write a book about, oh, this is in whatever, this part of some famous novel, and examines that. So I didn't realize it was a movie, not a book. So uh, when I heard about this movie, I was like, oh, my God, this will be interesting because look at all that scary seafaring stuff and terror on the high seas. Okay, I'm in. Um, I enjoyed it, um, and I think I should probably say here, I am not a vampire fan. Um, anything vampire to me, it's got to be really interesting to draw me in, because I just don't. It's To me, it's overdone. I'm just not interested. So, like Mike, I have to agree. This was fresh. It was different. It was a different take. We got to see things in a different setting, and I just kind of really enjoyed that. I thought the acting was good. Um, I thought they did some really nice things with imagery that was great. They did some things with lighting that I'll talk about later that I thought was kind of different that I never see before. Um, I agree with Barrett on authenticity. I agree with Nathan that there were opportunities they could have taken and didn't. Um, but for the most part, I enjoyed this. Um, I don't think it's a terrible movie. And I think if you like... Um, you know, just a scary, like, something that's kind of atmospheric and dark. And, yes, it is a little slower, but I think that was because they spent some time developing some character sidelining that... Because in the original... In the original Chapter 7, there's no character sidelining. Um, you know, he just kind of describes it, which is another thing I want to bring up when we talk about how, it, you know, they had to take it out of the captain's log because this is third-person POV now. They're showing everybody. Um, but other than that, I, I liked it. Um, and at the end, Phil, I'm going to tell people about the two versions of this that are out there on Amazon relatively inexpensively if someone just wants to pick up just a copy of the chapter with the illustrations or something just to have as... Yeah, you know, we're always willing to give those small businesses a little bit of a shout out. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's one that... Well, LOL. There's one, but there's one that's annotated. You could probably order it from your local small bookshop and there's one that's... Um, there's one that has illustrations. But they are the isolated chapters. I might as well just say it now. One was released on July 9th. One was released on July 23rd. And you just go in to your bookstore or whatever and ask for um, the voy the last voyage of the Demeter. Right. And then and it's a slit. They're both slim little volumes. They're between eight and ten dollars. Also, you, you can go to it's on public domain, so you can just search. Oh, that's true too. And Google it, and you'll find it online. Yep, you can and read it for also, free online as well. And also, um, since it's a book that's very old. Uh, it's at every library. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can put, just pull it out. Yeah, of you library. don't have to spend money yeah. if you have And I, I do recommend there's a, yeah. there are, there's a very nice, for Frankenstein also, but it's a very nice annotated edition that's been out, and there's usually a new version every, like, 10 years or so. Um, but it's a like, large format book um, because it is an older story, so... It's a public domain, so anybody... Well, it's public domain, but also it's there may be things that 
that you miss because you weren't around in England in the 1890s. Oh, yeah. Um, and so there, there may be little finer points and nuances that that a modern audience might miss. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, actually, Nathan and I were talking about that earlier in terms of, like, the, the whole seafaring terror idea. I think in today's day and age, it's a little harder to maybe sell that level of fear to a modern audience because... You know, now people on the sea, right, they have GPS, they have all these things. Back then, there was, like, nothing. Like, people went to sea. Right, what were we saying? They didn't even know half the time. Like, if people sailed away, we weren't sure they were going to come back. There were still sections of the globe at the time this book was written that weren't really well mapped. So nobody really knew. I mean, they were still believing in mermaids and things back then. So Wait, what are you saying about mermaids? Yeah, right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, and, you know, you would go off, right? And back then, you had two ways of travel for the most part. Overland, by horseback or carriage, and by ocean. And now, it's, all right, so long, we're going to travel halfway around the world. We'll call you in 12 hours. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll know well, you'll land it safely. And I was, I was going to bring this up later because one of the thoughts that occurred to me during watching this movie is it's kind of insane that people used to do this. Yeah. Like, get <laughs> yes. on a boat with sails and just go out into the ocean. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many things that could go wrong. Like, I would, uh not for me. Well, and not even go out. Go out to the point where you, you can't see land anymore. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, obviously at this point, yeah. the world has been mapped, so they, they know some direction, but... You know, at some point, you know, they were like, we're going to go out to a certain point, and then if we sail in the wrong direction, we're never hitting land, was the thought. Well, and there was one scene in the movie where they were doing some, a storm was coming, so they were rolling up the sails to make sure they didn't get damaged, and they're like hanging onto a mast with their feet on a rope. And I'm just like, no! No, 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 no. That's what the same person does for a living. I could not do that job. <laughs> let, let, let's not forget, though, that this whole book that this is based on opens with the fact that the guy crossed the English Channel, and then traveled the entire way by train. Yeah. So there was no real reason for them to have to take a boat all the way around. They could have just take, loaded everything up on a train, gotten to the English Channel, and crossed. Oh, that's very <laughs> yeah. true. This is a plot point just like if you read Lord of the Rings, there was no reason for Frodo to travel across the entire... They could have gotten a boat and gone all the way around. You know, this is... Uh, they needed that storyline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, they could have taken the, what, owls or the... Yeah. Or yeah, I, I Dracula have, felt that was the better way to go on the lot. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, Dracula, you figure, has the wealth. Yeah. He doesn't care. He could have had his own train, right? He made it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, I do think, though, that what, you know, my original point was just, I think, as modern audience members, because we weren't alive back then, it's hard for us to understand sometimes or relate to these kinds of movies that are on the high seat, because we can't relate to that kind of fear, because well, it's not in our common, you know, like I mean, you said, I mean, oh, I just take a cruise ship, I know where I am, blah, blah, blah. Like he said, oh yeah, they're standing on a rope and rolling up oh, right. the sails. Like, it's and hard you, to relate sink, to, and people might not know for weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it yeah. just you're, you're you, gone, you just and people, yeah, yep. yeah, you may just vanish, and you went off the edge of the, the bat. So, so yeah, yeah, and I think he, he you know, 
And this is also at the, kind of the end of that era, although I don't know that they knew they were near the end of that era. <laughs> right. Um, and Stoker takes advantage of that. And that's well, you figure well, this was written in 1897, the Titanic sank in 1912, and sometime in that 15-year period... Marconi wireless started and like oh now we know where ships are like that was a big thing of course the Titanic was sinking but still that was a big deal that they knew where ships were now now, at least in in Dracula unlike Moby Dick and me and Eric did an episode on Moby Dick this was the, the Black Sea the Mediterranean Sea the French coast and the English Channel which is in theory even though to have the ship go where it has to go and put it up the sails, as Eric mentioned, is still a horribly dangerous and scary thing. It, it, it wasn't like they were floating in the middle of the Pacific right. or Atlantic like in Moby Dick, where there literally are no land. This was well-known shipping right. areas. Right. Right. You also have right. areas with rocks and yeah, small islands and things, yeah. because it's not the open ocean. That's right. true. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, so, before we continue on with, with the issue of, of seafaring errors of 1897. We should get into a wiki, Eric? Wiki-wiki! A crew sailing from Carpathia to England find that they are carrying very dangerous cargo. Alright. Yeah. I like that. That's good. <laughs> nice you know what? Fair enough. Nice very and tight, yeah. big. Yeah. It's good. It is yeah. dangerous. Now, I know some people here are, are, are anti-trailer. I, I don't have a problem with them, but I was... One thing I was curious about is the trailer does mention Dracula by name. Yes. And I didn't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea, because not having seen the film, it's not the last voyage of Dracula, or it wasn't Dracula the last voyage of Demeter. And the la- and it's not like the Demeter is Planet Krypton, where everyone's going to know, oh, Demeter is the boat that... They do mention it in the very first scene of the, the movie, though. Yeah, but nobody remembers that, except for people who are obsessed with Dracula. Yeah. So... Um, it's not a spoiler because they mention it within the first three minutes of the film. That's what I said. So that that's for people who are worried, like, well, it spoils it. Well, it doesn't spoil anything that you don't already kind of know from the book, which is that there's a boat, people on the boat, Dracula on the boat. Bad idea. Farewell and adieu to you, fair Spanish lady. <laughs> so, well, this movie could have been not connected to Dracula at all. It would have been a cool monster movie. Yeah, um, this is that's very that true. That's still the problem the with most of these going on right now is there's a lot of like diverted uh, storylines from Dracula and Frankenstein and all this stuff where they're making these movies from bits and pieces of the books and expanding on them where they could make awesome monster movies if they just didn't call it Dracula. They just right. didn't call it Frankenstein. Well, well, they they admitted the screenwriters admitted that this was like basically alien on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> well, and <laughs> alien. No, well, alien was on the ship. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I see this meme every now and then pop up that say, why do they instead of making great mo- remaking great movies, why don't they remake bad movies? You know, and yeah. because and the whole, fix them. Well, because yeah, the whole purpose them. of remaking is to cash in on a name. Right. Hollywood is lazy and doesn't want to come it's, up with any new ideas. Well, they have no. There's plenty of new ideas. We see plenty of new ideas. Um, I did laugh when someone p- tried to push Barbie as a new idea, but <laughs> it's like because it's not Barbie too. It's um, uh, but anyway, there's plenty of new ideas out there. Just look at the box office. The, the people go and pay to see the stuff that they already know. That's a part of it. Um, now we would have seen Last Voyage of the Demeter if it was random vampire story but we are not your average audience. 
the average Real audience different. Just a touch. <laughs> so that's yeah, what my teacher said. Yeah. So why are they remaking this? Why did we see an ad for another Exorcist film that is literally yeah. The Exorcist as opposed to another Saw, another Saw movie it was or all, another yeah. Saw movie oh, remake. as opposed to remake, just another possession? We've seen a dozen at least possession films in the course of the Dark Discussions podcast that were not called The Exorcist. But why do they reuse the Exorcist name when they don't really need to? Well, because Ellen Burstyn's still alive, and they can ca- and they, they and they can cash the checks. Well, and they didn't plan it this way, but William Friedkin just passed away, so they're probably going to do a little box office bump because of that. No, they might. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a matter of name recognition, and I always say there's a reason Hercules had twelve labors. You know, someone told the story with Hercules, and they say, "Tell us another one." I say, "Well, I have the story of Perseus." No, another Hercules. Fine. Okay, goes another one. All right, Theseus. No, another Hercules. Fine. That's that's going throughout human history. We like sequels to the characters that we get attached to, and it's just human nature. Well, do you think this could be also Universal trying to reboot the Universal monsters? Like they, they have a yeah. whole new line of toys out for Universal monsters. Well, they are also. I believe in theme parks, Universal yeah. theme parks, they're building a yeah. Universal classic Monsters Land now there. So this is all supposedly part of the gear up to that. However, well, they they need things that are already written just in case it cases. Well, they went very monster oriented too. <laughs> yes, it was very very monster Well, and. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, 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 I was just going to say real quick, you know, a lot of people are talking like superhero fatigue. So you would imagine companies are starting to think, well, everybody's going to get sick of superheroes. What's the next big franchise that we can bring out? Right, and I think that's part of it. But I also think, too, in the case of Last Voyage of the Demeter, this does not feel like something that would give a bump to a universal parkland or something like that. This really feels to me, or did when we were watching it, which is probably why I enjoyed it, like just someone's idea of, gee, what really happened in that chapter 7 and what can I do with this that's just sort of artistic and interesting and make a few statements about the human condition and shit like that. This felt a little bit more artsy to me not like pretentious artsy, but there was more substance going on in this yeah. than just here's Dracula on a boat eating people. I agree with that. The, yeah. yeah, there really was. I, I there been, was some extra shit in there if you were paying. Yeah. Now I did like the film. It is clearly a film ent- meant for entertainment. It did feel like it was maybe just one step away from A24 Robert Eggers. <laughs> Voyage of the Demeter, which would yeah. have been filmed with practical effects, it would have been filmed probably literally out on the water, yeah. and it would have been well, filmed for to be specifically for Phil. It would have been filmed with Russian speaking Russian right. subtitles, yeah. right. and it would have been um, scary. And, this and, was and, and, scary. And, it would, and it would have and it would have made a dollar ninety eight. Um, That's good. No, no, not but, if it's an A twenty four. But we have to point yeah, out that if it, had, if it had been for Phil. The woman character would have been played by Taylor Swift. Yes, that was awesome. Emily So it could have gone in a different direction. I'm, I'm really curious to see what, like, you know, the, now Neil Marshall is not even at the top of his game, I think, for, no, for a bit. No, he's been whiffing lately. Um, but I would have liked to see what Neil Marshall posts the descent 
well, um, might have I, I don't think cobbled that, together. I don't think the problem was the director. Because the, no, I don't think the problem is the director, director, but Neil Marsh was also working on the story, too. Sucked, dude. It was just terrible. I wouldn't say it sucked. There were some flaws. Well, yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious what, what, I'm curious what but, his screenplay was. I'm curious what the screenplay was that he was working and how it's changed. Um, like one thing I, I have a feeling that the casting of the central character probably has changed in the last 10 years um, I mean obviously it was Viggo Mortensen right was, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was supposed to play Dracula I think and so it was, was, wasn't supposed to be a monster Dracula oh okay that's another thing that would have been very different yeah. you know they could have saved this completely had they taken the captain's log and just followed the captain's log and then everything else that happened was out of the captain's sight Right, and so the captain didn't actually report See, that stuff, and they just followed the uh, again. I don't think that was, but that was one of the things are we, that are, are we, we getting into plot now? Yeah, because we yeah, should get yeah. into spoiler territory. Right, right, right. Spoiler. So, uh, for folks who are new to the podcast or our regular listeners, what we do here is we dissect and critique, not just review films. So we talk about uh, spoilers and such. And uh, if, if we want to throw out spoilers now, we can. Uh, usually, yeah, because, because we, yeah, because we already use what we usually do is we talk about general things, and we have done that with like uh, sea terror and and all that stuff. So we're going to throw up the spoiler alert now and discuss anything and everything. So uh, I think Eric, you wanted to start something. I just I just wanted to say that this movie began with one of my least favorite devices, which is showing you the end of the story and then saying yeah. four <laughs> weeks later. I hate that and, too. and in this particular case, it's you know. The title of the movie is The Last Voyage of the Demeter, so it's not like you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, it's right. But you know why it's at, there. At the, at the same time, it's just, I, I, I really dislike that particular You know what, Eric Curley? I'm going to forgive it because, like Jared just said, the chapter does that. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, because what it is is the boat crashes, and then they find the captain tied to the wheel, and they find uh, his a bottle that he had wrapped up, he put the, the thing in the bottle. And they pull it out, and then they—that is what we and, and and it's like in fairness, that's how Frankenstein starts. Well, and it's really? interesting because it's right. not that either. Oh, okay, <laughs> in, in there it's a journal that's writing about the captain's journal. Right. So it's yeah, yeah, written right. that way. It's like a journal of a journal. Yeah, yeah. and that's because normally, Eric, I would agree with you too, but I think. That's why they started with that because the most compelling, the most compelling yeah. thing that is the one but area, one of the few areas say, that, that this movie that, actually that, 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 that was the always there. And that's yeah. well, but that has to do with the era that the stories a lot of them were told but, through but this journals, is, this is where diaries. This is where Nate's right, which is why bother doing. Um, Doing that flashback, I mean the, the flash forward scene. If they're not going to follow the, the story in the first place, they could have just started right in Romania and and or Bulgaria. They said and and just go with that, but they didn't. Well, and a question I was going to ask all you who read the book, because um, somebody already made a comment about it, is that I was confused because like my image of Dracula in my head has always been based on the old yeah. Dracula movie with Bela Lugosi. You know, uh, and and the, the romantic Dracula, and was in the novel. Is there a depiction of Dracula? Is this like no sleeve vampire? No, no. Okay, so they yeah. just totally changed. They that. changed that. You okay. see, kind of like the yeah. one from that TV series that you got me. Yes. Yeah, it was. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Black, yeah. In, in the Black original Black Dracula, Dracula when it starts off, he's oh, a very TV big, white mustache. Um, 
almost Sorry, rodent like features okay. with his teeth and his lips and with his hairy ears. palms. Yeah. Hairy palms, and but um, <laughs> he, he doesn't look like a monster. Yeah, because yeah, I remember as a kid reading Dracula and going, Where's the where's the, the, the red choker and the, <laughs> yeah. the, the slick back hair with the widow's peak? Right, and right, it's, right. And then when he ends up, but he looks like he's an old man, sort of like in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but in Bram Stoker, the, the, the uh, Coppola version. Right. But in even that, he doesn't have a, he has a big bushy mustache. Right. He actually so does I have I the really hairy palms the in the Gary Oldman version. Yeah, I enjoyed the beastly vampire. I really do. In fact, it's my yeah. preferred type of vampire. Was creepy. But I was confused watching this movie. I was like, yeah. I thought Dracula was like the guy with Kate. I don't Yeah, that, that was a complete change. I mean, yeah. In, yeah. in the book, he, when we meet him, like Mike said, he did start, st- start off as old, but. As he was yeah, he drinking did. blood during during the, during the beginning, he did start getting younger. Right, okay. and, and that's, that's how he in that's the book. That, that's how he went to England was in that young form, okay, or right. younger. Right, yeah. And Harkin is shocked when he sees him because yeah. he's oh my god, he's not the old guy that I knew way back. Well, uh, forgive my ignorance because I never read the book and I'm not deep into the history. But in the credits, he's listed as uh, Dracula slash Nosferatu. And yeah, that, that's a change. That's yeah, a complete change. I just know Nosferatu was like the original, you know. Uh, well, Nosferatu, I believe, was originally an adaptation of Dracula. It was, and because well, it didn't have the writer's wife got really <laughs> mad about it, and I don't know if there was actually legal action or not. There was, but, but they changed it all around. And I think they were supposed to destroy it because they couldn't use Dracula. And yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, that's where the whole daylight killing vampires that's comes right. from, because they needed a way out of it, yeah. and so right. they just said, and Nosferatu is killed by sunlight. He dies, and sort of like the the silver for a werewolf comes from the Wolfman film. Yeah, daylight killing vampires comes from yeah. from Nosferatu, and of course, then they brought that in with um, yeah. into the Dracula mythos. Yeah, because so, in, the, in the book, Dracula is only weakened in the day. He's right. not he he can travel in the day. So. so it's 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 very different, and Dracula. I, I, for me, I see. I still like Lugosi. To me, is is. Um, even revisiting it just because he hits a blend of aristocracy and predatory that I don't think anyone else really hits. I never liked the young romantic Dracula because that's not who the character is supposed to be. You know, he's supposed to be, even then, as an older man, not necessarily 80 years old man, but he should be, he's supposed to be an older, wealthy aristocrat preying on the young women. Um, right. yeah. So there's there should be an element of danger. It should be, you know, he's not the guy that your family wants. Oh, we're so glad Mina's met that nice Dracula boy. <laughs> it, it should be like sort of, oh, here's this creepy forty-year-old dude hitting on my daughter. Well, and and another question about Dracula: is there in the novel any sort of explanation as to what he is, or did yes, did Bram Stoker just in yes. the vampire? That's why Van Helsing yes. is there. Uh, what happens is in the is book. It, is it a demon? In or? the book. He's yeah. It's like a demon. Okay. That what happens is he Dracula is bit hundreds of years ago and becomes a, a vampire, and he lives. And then when he dies at the end, he's relieved and he has a smile on his fa- face okay. because he had been possessed basically by a demon. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, one one thing they did change in, in the this year with the original Dracula is Dracula can't cross running water, and so when he flies. To the the little boat 
with a cook yeah. on, that that wouldn't have happened in the but, book. But this Dracula also doesn't get it doesn't have by, wings either. Doesn't get affected by a cross either, which I know. Yeah, he turns yeah, to that. Yeah, that that bug What? That way he was in a No, he has dirt. to rest at night uh, during the day in the soil of his yeah, that's home. That's, that's, why home. He's pre- that's why he brings the soil to him, yeah. even though he claims it's it's for gardening purposes. So, so if he's on a boat, that makes a difference as to whether yeah. he's actually crossing water. He's not crossing it. He's, he's not he's crossing it himself. Across. He's being carried. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. At least that's what <laughs> that's what it says in the book. Uh, but also, yeah, also the other one that Kevin made a good one. Mike, which is uh, religious items like the Bible and the cross didn't affect him while they do in the book. Okay. Yeah. Right, and I understand we're in a secular, more secular society, um, and so they often take those things away. I always liked the Fright Night approach, was that you had to have faith for yeah. it to work. For yeah. it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, I, I did like the fact that, because I was thinking about this when Chrissy and I were driving up, and we were talking about different. Um, Ocean tales that were filled with fear. That were, you know, they tell these stories to. I, I honestly think some of them fathers would tell their kids these stories so they wouldn't get up and like want to join a, a crew and see the world and leave the farm behind. Right. But uh, you know, there's also the fact that these stories of horrible things that happen on the ocean go back to the Bible. And in fact, when the cook is out on the boat, he's yeah. telling the story of Jonah. Jonah yeah. You know, yeah. which is Jonah. one of these. Horror tales of being swallowed by a giant fish. And in fairness, I would have been perfectly fine. As much as I like body counts, I would have been perfectly fine with letting the cook get away, because he was the only person of faith, faith yeah. and he yeah. had the cross on him, and he the, the running water thing. Absolutely, but the running water at least has kind of gotten by the wayside. Nobody remembers that except for the people who are really into this. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like nobody remembers that, that vampires like can't, can't can't handle like a few drop grains of, of, of rice, on, yeah. rice on the floor or like yeah, the, the, the untied shoes they have to stop they, the time. They have OCD. It's all those things that, oh, yeah, OCD, that, that yeah. were only mentioned in like the one X-Files episode. Um, but um, what if there's like a puddle of water? Is that you know take the cape off and cover the puddle well, this of water? Is, this is that well, that's, that's, that's not, but, that, but that's that's not running. running. That's not running water. So it'd have to be a stream. Well, actually, actually, yeah. In Salem's Lot, they, or a river. Uh, in Salem's yeah. Lot, they took the body of of uh, Susan and they they put her in the coffin and they threw her into the body into the running water. Right. So I don't remember. I mean, does the ocean count as running water? Do you have to find a current? Yeah, it, it would be a current. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if you're not on the current? Can you then? Yeah. Like, can you cross a lake? You hit a maelstrom. What if there was every time zone? What am I trying to say? Well, in the next books, they make it that they. It's always midnight. Somewhere. The portal to our world where the vampires came from, where there was running water, and a lot of them would die. So that's where the idea of them being afraid of running water would come from. So there's a lot of things, but it's like since any this is like any other vampire movie. Where borrows and steals and takes what it wants and ignores the rest. Yep. Um, I just felt that if you're going to go with a feel for that era and that period, and I think to a, to a large degree they kind of do, um, that that sticking with some of the traditions and specifically with the religious iconography and the, the I, I think would have, especially since they use the cross a lot throughout it. You have the one character who right. its body is thrown on the sails and leaves a bloody cross behind. Um, and, and there's actually a point where the boy starts praying and the vampires stop. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so those, like those were like, that's one thing I always liked about, um, I mean, I like a lot about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but even though I know uh, Joss Whedon is, a, is an atheist, 
the Catholic Church knew it was up with vampires. <laughs> and, and the crosses worked, right? It's like that was a part of it. They kept that. And, you know, it's, uh, and I thought that was, that was always a nice take. Um, and I always said, you know, if, I don't care if you're an atheist, if the cross suddenly repels vampires, you're going to go, well, maybe. <laughs> no, but I, I, maybe I, I do to it. agree with you about the, the cool aspect of having to have faith. That's when Kevin brought up Salem's Lot. That was probably my favorite scene out of that book, mm-hmm. is when the priest is trying to, to ward right, off the vampire, but he's wavering in his faith, right. so it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and the funny part is that later on in that book is, uh, I think there was, I think, uh, uh, the, the main vampire um, in Salem's Lot. Barlow. Barlow. Barlow, thank you. Said, if you had thrown away the cross, I probably would have lost. Yes. Because he would have met faith on faith. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, he was a religious man himself. Never, he, was, he was the cross. If what he, the one I like is, away the, cross. is uh, the scene in the, I think it's in the morgue. Where they're trying to make the, the cross, like consecrate the cross. Yes, yeah, so yeah. with those and, and, and sort of like. Hurry up! <laughs> She's coming. So, yeah, I think um, one of the things I did like, though, in getting back to it, begs it borrows it steals from other things, whatever, um, is that I did appreciate that in the opening they did have just a few clear statements, so that if someone wanted to go see this based on the trailer and said, "Oh, that looks good," but that individual had no idea about Dracula or the book. I mean, we sort of all take it for granted, but there are plenty of people out there who are not connected in any way to these literatures and things like that. Right. And, I think and I thought it was simple and clear, and it was like, bam, here it is, let's go on. Like, and I, not a big, long, lengthy thing, just enough so people knew where they were. And I think the main reason and they I put that there that. is not just because that it, 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 the book tells it as a flashback, and through the journal I think it's there because they needed something at the very beginning of the movie to tell the audience Dracula there's Dracula right, here right. and in a and in a way that that, that kind of worked and they didn't um, because otherwise we don't hear the name Dracula until about 90 minutes into the movie right. and, and, and the, if they didn't have that character the, the stowaway or they, never would call, they would have never mentioned his name ever. No, I, well I mean they could have all they had to do was look on the damn shipping manifest yeah that's true <laughs> it's just this is signed by an account. Yeah, Rick, well, they, they well, did. It's not signed by anyone. It's Dracula on it. No, no, it's just sloppy handwriting. Well, and and at the beginning, I, those of you who have been podcasting me with for years, you'll not be surprised by this, but sometimes my brain grips onto something that's dumb and won't let go. Uh, like at the very beginning, when the constable like takes out this diary and opens it up in the pouring right. What are you doing? I was the this is going to be way. great evidence. Wait, yeah. why is it all falling away? Running down the page. It doesn't happen. It's just starting to rain. Yeah. Well, well, and that, that's what was great about the book is because it's it's a. In a, a scroll in, in, a in a bottle, bottle so it's not going right? to get destroyed. He ripped the pages out, rolled them up, and stuck them in the yeah. bottle, and he yeah. even says that's what he's doing yeah. so that it can be right. found. Right. Well, not exactly. only that, but in, in the book, the ship docks, essentially. It doesn't just crash on a shore. Mm. It goes into a port and mm. just keeps on pouring and then hits like the sand, hit, hits the yeah. ground, right. gotcha. but it's next to a dock. It's like, right. all right, how'd they do that? Sort you know? of like the, and then the Jurassic dog. Park, The Lost World. Yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, is that, in, in, of course, in the book, as the ship docks, a dog jumps out and runs away. They right. didn't have that in this one. So right. you don't, right. I was expecting that, like, Dracula is freed by the mast, 
And then he gets away. It's like you turn into a dog and you jump off the ship. What are you doing? Well, no, I was going to say, you know, the rain, that bugged me too. But not only was it raining, it was pulling in his hat and coming down as yeah. a big stream. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think they felt like they needed to make it, oh, exciting for people. But really, a derelict boat just drifting in next to a dock yeah. in the middle of the day with nobody on it, that's creepy that's fuck. way that's way weirder that's than way more than weird than, than, than oh it crashed in a storm well right. well, well the wow captain, the captain was still yeah, at the wheel in the book yeah yeah well that's what the wheel so. and he was yeah, still yeah, yeah. 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 The he tied himself yeah but the thing is he also had it and, and in the entry it said I also have that thing which it cannot touch right yeah. Yeah. he was talking about the, the rosary, the rosary. Yeah. Yeah. and that thing and so that that I mean, trying to not trying to set aside my knowledge of the book. It's like, all right, I like that part, but now going bringing my knowledge into the book, there are a few things like that. There are a few things that could have been like one of the things we were talking about earlier, like right after the movie ended. Like Nathan was talking about the opportunities. You know, there was, and I think I mentioned it to you, Mike. There were plenty of opportunities for the captain's voiceover narrative to actually use the real language yeah. and it still would have been clear to yeah it people. wasn't it wasn't it well, wasn't so like it was like the thou shalt shall, yeah, yeah it wasn't like confusing right. it sounded it, right it, it was victorian english not right. real english it's yeah. not like right. you know thou shalt never go onto the sea no, with I, dracula and survive yeah <laughs> it was, no if you're talking creepiness and um, I agree. I think there's nothing creepy about a crashed ship where you can't find the bodies because the ship didn't have a whole lot of bodies. And the cri- ship had crashed. It's still in the ocean. Uh, tides can carry people away. It can carry bodies away. I think they do a body count in the beginning of the film where the, the captain says something. There's five crewmen, two mates, yeah. a doctor, and a cook. You know, So you, you've got like less than ten people on board the boat. So the idea that, that the ocean just carried away 10 of the people, and then you throw in the idea that, well, maybe there was plague on board or disease on board the ship, and so they might have been dumping bodies along the way, and and then the last person, few people get sick and die, and they can't control the ship, and the ship crashes around. That's not mysterious. It's just, oh, something terrible happened, probably disease. Um, but a ship where a guy sails in with a dead man at the wheel... Right. Um, yeah, and, and, and let's remember and too. And let's also remember Dr. Dracula does get his 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 cargo, so yeah. that's going to be a lot harder to do. Well, well, actually, he gets his car. It explains how he gets his cargo because the the Russian embassy accepts the the, the shipwreck and the cargo. No, but that's in the in, in, in the, the book. book. But yeah. I'm talking in the movie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, right, right. How does he get his cargo? And, and in the movie, remember too, right? in, in the book, the fact that the captain tied himself to the wheel. In everybody else's mind, who hasn't read these journals, is to save the ship. Mm-hmm. So he's actually put up as a hero at right. the end, right? And right. they carry him, his body off, and they sail it up and down, and they the do a parade and, and the whole because thing. he's a hero for having tied himself to the mast to save the ship. Yeah, and you know, right. and, and to keep and do right. and, and finish the job. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Because and the book duty, the 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 boat is accepted back by the Russian embassy yeah. in the in the book because. 
it's still a, a, a valuable yeah. ship. It's well, and ship. they do, I mean, they did. That is one of the lines that they actually did keep from the original. He says to the doctor as he's dying, he says, you know, tell everyone or whatever, I stayed true to my trust. Yes, he writes that, that in the journal. that is from the original. That he is that in, in there, the journal. word for word. Now, mind you, the captain in this is about as Russian as Sean Connery was in Hunt for Red October. Right. True. But it's... Uh, it's well, it's not supposed to be. It was actually was Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was Lithuanian. He was a Lithuanian. And Lithuanian. they did do yeah. the homage where at least he had tied himself to the ship's wheel but then he was, of course, untied. Yeah, that was so weird. That, yeah. really that, was that, weird. that ruined that. I was yeah. like, why did you do that? Yeah. And, and you know, you have all of the these crosses and these sacrificial right. images right. throughout. Like, even in that moment where, I think it was the, the guy that was supposed to be Irish, the reddish-haired guy, yeah. Yeah. where he kills, where Dracula kills him, and he splatters, That's his body gets splattered, the, and the there's sail. a giant bloody cross on the sail. Right. Very quick. I mean, you know, that, you play the, it was beautifully done. Uh, there was a, and the guy that was tied to the post before he burnt up. He had a red cross yeah. in his neck. Yeah. The, 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 I there's a that lot of that wonderful. imagery all over the place. And again, and the, and the cook is wearing a cross around his neck. In a Bible he's carrying. And he's carrying a Bible. And... It's just weird to me that they throw it all that away. they throw that all away. It makes me wonder if there may have been reshoots along the way. Right. Like you know, was there? Um, well, and you look at the crosshatch covers on the cargo hold. Yeah. Now I know that those are probably typical cargo hold covers for that time period on those yeah. ships, but they're all crosses. That's crosses. That's what that is. Well, I mean, and they had moments where the shadows were coming down, and there were crosses on the deck. Like it was really well done, and so uh, you maybe you're right about that because I was sitting there going, they're doing a great job with all of this Im- cross imagery. Yeah, they're, they're the religious but imagery, the then imagery. they get to the and they just fuck it all up. Like what happens here? So maybe there's something missing. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, and here's the thing: if you're going to do that, do it. If you're not going to do it, then don't do it. Then don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, unless your point is to show at some point that the crosses don't work, in which case you have to make a point of showing it for right. a modern audience who knows about vampires and crosses. Right. So, and they didn't do that either, so it's not, so they didn't really do a great job with it. And by the way, I want to say, the cook was the smartest one on the damn boat. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, like, well, and like also it when is the captain shows the cross, is holding the rosary, and Draco smiles, and he bites him, I was like, that was so stupid. Because and, it, yeah. it upset me. It was like, wait, why do they have any religious... Stuff in it if they're not going to follow through with, with religious stuff, the, yeah, which, right. which and it's true to the character. This isn't a Blade movie, you know. This yep. isn't right. this isn't Fright Night, right. isn't Lost Boy, <laughs> it isn't or Underworld. It's not some brand new vampire mythos. Right, it's freaking Dracula. Mm-hmm. It's and, but it should it's almost somewhere. like Drac- the the Dracula in this movie is also kind of mocking all of the religious because he yeah. like, echoes everything. That they right. say religiously. Yeah, right. He he echoes it back to them. Right. What which makes sense because he doesn't like religion. But the point is, is religion is supposed to scare him, and that's the reason why he doesn't like it, right? And so we mocks like them. an underlying message in here against religion. That's what I'm thinking too. That, that well, that's and yeah. you can go back to Richard Matheson and I Am Legend, right, where he tries to. Come up with a viral vampirism. Yeah. Not tries to. He does. Um, and I'll even go. Uh, my apologies for for for, go, for going here. 
you know, Twilight brings up why don't vampires go in the sunlight well because they would sparkle in the sunlight <laughs> as opposed to their unholy creatures that are burned by the, the light of right. and the, the light of the those divine those two examples though right, aren't Dracula right? They're no, but they're, not, they're not Dracula right. I'm saying, so I understand that there's again we're, we're moving into a more secular society we have um, a more scientific society so they try and everything try to find an explanation and that is a theme in the film is is understanding versus accepting yeah right do we have to why do the vampires get burned by sunlight just roll with it why can't they cross the water just roll with it. not everything needs okay. to have an explanation well and that was a three beat that was a three beat in there because you had the doctor you know the the doctor saying i am looking for the answers to things and the captain saying we j-, and then the second beat was we just need to experience and accept it and then the third beat was sort of like that moment where they're all like, okay, we can't explain this. It was a tacit agreement where we just have to do what we need to do. I like that scene. It was a really good. And also, yeah. you know, I was going to say, going back to just the crosses real quick, not that just because you put cross imagery in something that you have to explain it. But it's You Dracula. don't. You don't. But because this is the Dracula mythos, for you to run around and do all that and then not pay it off, there's plenty of movies where you see, you know, pears or pear shapes or hearts everywhere, right, or something. And that's so that you as the subconscious viewer can look and say, oh, look, I noticed four or five different hearts around. Yeah. That's a subtle, like, thing that I'm and, supposed to And there's to like 70 of them up. there that you missed. And right. the big question is why did they make that change? Because they could have left it with him not killing the captain and the captain just dying from uh, yeah. dying. as he does in the movie mo- right. 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 the body count when they've got all the crosses throughout all the cross imagery so that made it make a little That's less it. I think there was some confusion there or somebody yeah. did something and or they cut something I, I, I agree that it's just this idea that religion can't help you is the idea they want to but, but the irony is that they go the other way which is that they don't they side against the the understanding the science yeah. side and I say that as a science teacher, I, I very much lean that way. I am a person who likes to understand things. But I also appreciate the idea that some things are going to be beyond our understanding. Well, and but I, I it's, at the end, the science doesn't save anybody, right? The, no. the His blood transfusion gives the girl some time, but it doesn't save her. He's not able to save the boy right. through, through trying the blood transfusions. So his attempt at, at science and rationalizing and understanding this as a disease... As those is is eventually fails. So neither. Well, well. So well, just the accepting that this is the way but, it is. But, but yeah. you know, you, you know, you, we've we've had a lot of religious leaders in the past fifty years or, or longer who now try to explain that science and religion can go hand in hand too. And yeah, and and yet they don't even do that in this film here. And then, like you said, Mike, yeah, the science doesn't work either. So why didn't the religion work? I, I don't know. It's, it's so then, if we yeah. wanted to just but, play the play the game, then. So then maybe what this movie would have said underneath if we all wanted to get something deep out of this, maybe the message is it doesn't matter if you have science as the thing that guides you through life or if you have religion. Because you know what? It doesn't fucking matter anyway. Right. You're all going to die. So it's a nihilist. It doesn't matter. Yeah, not... Nihilism. Yeah, or nihilism. Yeah, maybe it's nihilism. You have no hope whatsoever... And, and let's also remember this is a summer vampire film. I don't think we need to get anything deeper out of it. No, um, true. If you want to get something deeper out of but, it, I think that's great. But there's, but it is clear that there there are with the amount of, of imagery and conversation they're trying. But it's like you said, Chrissy, which is they yes. intentionally 
we wanted like this underlying thing about the doctor when he was talking about I want to understand life, not just live it and all this other stuff. Because they were trying to say stuff. So even though it's a summer film, it's like you said it, it or you said it, like it's almost like an A twenty four art house mm-hmm. type film. So he was there at yeah, the mic. Yeah, so so it was where they want so I think the film may not even know what it wants. Well it and it is a summer vampire movie, yeah. but it's based on the epitome, the, the very first vampire story ever like written for the general public and all the rules that we know about vampires were based in that book back there. and they're saying uh, forget all that yeah. <laughs> and, and again I would have more problem with it if there weren't a bunch of other right. vampire stories that do the same thing other but there's also adaption. a theme yeah. here uh, which they didn't. I don't think they really revisit very much but this will go back to me versus Eric uh, which is the uh, where the doctor says there's so much you know there, there, you know to people are, there's so much good in the world there's so many good people and why 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 is why is there so much bad in the world then and of course this is where Eric would say people suck yeah <laughs> he never got to say the bad part he just stopped it good though <laughs> well yeah. I did I did like the image that we saw I believe three times we saw the figurehead. And twice, yeah. the white figurehead had the black streaming, like almost like it was crying. And yeah. I love that. It was violated innocence, and I was like, "That well, awesome. had a sickle in its hand." Yeah, the, the that figurehead was charming. I, I thought it was wonderful how they did that. And an interesting thing that I wanted to mention, since you were talking about the doctor and whatever, you know, what's interesting is that at the end. He's talking to her, and she says, my people did this to me, but I choose this. And it parallels the doctor, because it's almost like he couldn't make a choice either because of his dark skin, that he tried to. And so they that makes sense that those two characters are the last two left, and they're connected. Right, and that's what I kind of... That was interesting. Let, let's let's yeah. bring this up, and so... And, since um, we've, we've obviously are living in a pro- post-racial world, and so this is a perfectly safe ground for us to have this conversation uh, with a, uh, a group of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine white people uh, sitting. I'm <laughs> uh, saying Latino. Uh, yes. Oh, stop it! Um, <laughs> you, you can be you can be black, Philip. Um, and <laughs> so, so like I said, there's there's a um, I, I have a feeling that they would not have cast this doctor, and I think he does a fine job in the role. I like the fact that they do at some point address the fact that there's the one black guy in the ship, that nobody just ignores the fact that there's a lot of period pieces made now just kind of make everybody in yes. in the cast are, are racially sensitive and racially aware. Nobody's a racist from 1900 if you're in a movie. Um, <laughs> and especially if you're a doc worker. But no, they have the one at least one character confront him over yep. it. Um, and so... And they also are against him for being intelligent, for being educated. Actually, it's just say not for being intelligent, for being educated. Um, and so he's, they, they do kind of address it without completely hitting you over the head. He does give this one little speech about two-thirds of the way through the film about how he couldn't get a job as a doctor even because of his skin color. And the reason he's there is because he rejected and I felt like it came in a weird part of the film. I would agree with that. It needed to be somewhere else. I think but if, if, if that had come when he's early on, because at first he does not get along with the ship's first mate. Yep. And there are probably two or three 
instances early on in the film, or even when the one uh, crew member calls him Darkie, um, that he could have pulled that and it would have felt like a more natural place to bring that. Um, right. As opposed to in the middle of, we're all being killed, we're all being picked off, something terrible is happening. Well, well you know, something you terrible. Let me give you my life story. <laughs> yeah, I would say, and about yeah. all these horrible racist people that I had to deal with. It's like, okay, now now is the wrong time. All that, that <laughs> downtime we had before we got here, we were fantasizing about. Yeah, you know, there's the a monster on Dragon's yeah. everybody. You know, yeah, yeah that well, time. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the wrong time issue has always bothered me in these movies, and the fact that you look at this group of people. You have a captain ready to lead men, a first mate who's strong and outgoing, a doctor who fa- faces these things by putting it all together, and they say, let's face this monster who can only come out at night. Right. At night. At night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they need to pull him right. out? We know where he sleeps. And the thing yeah, is, the where he sleeps, let's get him out. Yeah, but the thing is, is <laughs> unlike in the story where they don't know so about vampires, yeah. in here we have a girl or a woman who knows it's a vampire, they all knows that it only comes out at night, so they have all the information they want and they still have like dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah, that was and, a big they, problem. So what happens if they face it in the daytime and they say, "Let's nail the top of the the cargo shut that's blocking all the light," where <laughs> the cargo is right below. Well, and, and, and also, they they talk about like they already know it can break through the, the, <laughs> the wood anyway, and yet they want you know. So it they, doesn't make sense. They don't. Uh, I thought about he that. doesn't leave bodies in the story. <laughs> they just disappear. Right, because yeah. you know, so that's the eerie part. They right. don't know what's happening to right. them. In right. this, they have actual evidence that right. something is right. killing And they actually see the monster right. itself, and he smiles at yeah, them. Yeah, once you see door. that monster, it's time right. to close yeah. up the hold. We're, we're going to the Morocco coast. Burn the hold and get into yeah. one well, of those Well, I do think they, they make a yeah. point that they are at some point... <laughs> During the day. They're they're out of the shipping lanes or they're they're whatever they're in a place where where it would might have been suicide to get on the boats yeah and drift off right. I didn't my chance and they have, and they emphasize enough <laughs> but but it's better than, than being killed by, by like, a demon like alien they they emphasize the bonus situation enough right where you, where, and like and that they're all looking forward to this bonus payday because they're making good time but once you see but the once demon once you crew, see the demon you're at you're half right, no no I mean I had problems with for instance <laughs> you see um, the demon. okay well. No, not that, because I understand sometimes you you don't you see know people you, burning up from the sun. You know, right, well, but, that, but that's even that's very late <laughs> in the film. We have we have uh, we have a thing killing people on board, but we we have this thing. We have a job to do. We have a, we're going to make sure we can beat this thing. I understand that there's that perception, there's that uh, male ego thing. You don't want to give up either. Uh, there's something we don't understand. to Kill it. But it's it. not a bear. You but can shoot the but bear. they don't know what it is that they're facing. Right. Um, and so. Um, well, you see. But then they say, okay, and then. We're all going to go to sleep at night and have one person <laughs> steer the ship yeah. alone by himself yeah. with nobody to watch that person. They do mention that hey, it's important that you get rest because we need somebody yeah. at night. But there should be you. You should be going. This isn't Scooby Doo where you should be splitting right. up and going off on right. your own. All together now. All right. together now. Right. If you're going to do that, then then you have one person on duty during the day, everyone else on duty at night, and standing around. With the person sleeping in you know, in the middle of you, that that worked during the day. There's yeah, there, the strategy wasn't the greatest. Again, um, I th- I think I've mentioned this the um, even, even with it not being, them not knowing that it's vampires. 
But it's a demon. Right. They're but in the middle of the day, you've decided you're going to scuttle this ship. You're going to... Well, it's in the day. It, yeah. it, we're going to yeah. stop it. Yeah. And, and we have a woman who knows it's a vampire. Yeah. yeah. Why did you not just take... They said they stopped and picked up oil and everything. Why, why didn't you just open the doors... Pour the oil down there, get on the boat, right. throw a match in, yeah, jump on the boat. They said we're only a day away from England. They could have got, at that point, they could have right. gotten on the lifeboats. Right. Right. right, right, right. In a major shipping lane. One right. of the things right. that right. also drove me crazy was when they were beating on the door to get to the kid, and then the woman just shows up and picks up the gun and blows black away. I'm like, well, you guys my problem. There was a hole in the door right. that was reach. deep enough right. that they right. could reach their right. Well, they were saying that he couldn't reach it. And, oh. and, and the original guy who broke the hole said he couldn't reach it. But that's yeah, but he, he was like a zombie. You yeah. make that hole he wasn't the smartest guy in the world. But um, anyway, just when she just shows up magically and shoots the lock, I'm like, well, and I thought I thought that her character was particularly interesting because. We are in a world now where, and I did mention this to Nathan, we got to have the strong chick, right? Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing about this, which I actually liked. She was Romani, and my grandmother was from that region of Eastern Europe. And I have to say that I think that the depiction of her was probably more accurate and less modern just because those women were tough. Yeah. First of all, that whole area was being invaded constantly. Men were constantly being killed, so the women would have to take over the farms. They knew how to shoot. They knew how to kill. They had to kill their animals to keep cooking and doing their thing. They, you know, so I kind of appreciated that. It still that. made them look stupid. It still, <laughs> right. it still made, made them look stupid yeah. because these people were survivors in this climate right. and in this and in this area where right. they, I mean they, they weren't bookkeepers. They weren't right. Bookkeep- no, she's, they she's, had to survive. And you would have whole. My, I remember my nana telling me winters where there simply was just not enough food. But I think that's you needed to go out and shoot a wolf and eat it. This was not a joke. Like, I'm that's pretty sure that would have been do. true of most common class, yeah, poor class women, because yeah, the they're, they're not the the pampered dolls that are living in the palace. Right. At the same time, they don't. Um, turn her into this, the kung fu master. Yes, I agree. Right. They That's never make her. Yeah. They never make her physically stronger than the 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 sailors around her at the time. I feel that the depiction of her was, was authentic was and, and plausible. And, and the only fine. thing I thought was coincidental, and I understand the reason why, is that she spoke Romany and English. Yeah. And you know, I just and, didn't like that. And and it's it's supposed to be all awesome. Russians, and, and yet there's no Russians. Gotta let it go. Oh, let it go. <laughs> can't let it go. Can't let it go. I just well, didn't I mean, like that scene. I just thought it made the men look really dumb. Yeah. yeah. Well, and oh, the thing they were kind of dumb. They it made, it made, made me laugh just because I was like, oh, and bitch, also, go. It, like, it, was, it, it also cool. made me know, like as I said to Barrett and Eric, uh, specifically you, Barrett, that you could tell who the survivors were oh. right from the beginning of the film. And it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that was a major problem. Well, except, I, except that gets back to uh, my my quick spoiler at the beginning of this I was trying to avoid spoilers, is that they killed the boy and they killed the dog. Yes. Yeah. That, I, I was surprised that the boy went like he did. I mean, that was a pretty pretty horrific scene. I and actually appreciated that. Right. I, I was fully expecting I appreciated the both. found family unit to get off the boat at the end. Exactly. So you know, the, the boy and his adoptive mom and dad. Oh, I see. Yeah. Who are yeah. make, or all of various ethnicities 
uh, and you know the educated black man, the, the strong Roman, Romany woman, and the poor little cabin boy with the dog sailing <laughs> off, sneaking off, and with nobody knowing, so it's not mentioned in the captain's <laughs> log that they survived, and that's how they avoid any discrepancies with the book. Right. Um, and, and I was glad they didn't really go there. I was there. really happy they didn't go there. Yeah. Really happy. Yeah, but you know what? Also, tonally, that would have created a really big tonal issue. Because the tone throughout is, is dark despair. and intense <laughs> and despairing and, and existential. And now, oh, here's a happy ending. Well, that's like, the, That doesn't work. I hate when we no, I love the end with the cane. Right. Well, that's the, the moment in, um, t- in the 2018 Halloween movie that the horror fans all kind of roll their eyes as Michael Myers is running through the town butchering every single person he comes across. And then you see him stop at a crib. And, you know, he basically, other than the fact he didn't burp the baby, he just, you know, he just, he just, he just stared at it and went, oh, how cute, and walked away. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> I totally he's agree. Supposed, he's supposed to murder the baby. Technically, one of the things that I liked that I really did want to mention was that I do see, and this is just a technical point, we all watch a lot of horror movies, and, you know, they show, okay, here's nighttime lighting, here's daytime lighting. I really appreciated that this movie's like whoever did the color grading on this, you could tell morning mm-hmm. looked completely different from afternoon, looked different from dusk, particularly in the see. day scenes. It was the really were well clear. done. Yes. It That's was what really well done. When you get a dark movie and you can't see any of the action. Uh, I gotta say, for a, a movie that probably a third or more of it was under the deck of a boat. You did see everything. Yeah, yeah that was, was <laughs> really well yeah, done. Yeah. And, and also, I I doubt I haven't looked it up, but I doubt they filmed this on the ocean. Well, yeah. uh, and, oh, they definitely and didn't. It, it didn't look totally fake. Like that that boat on the ocean looked fine. I did find it interesting, however, in those side halls of the of the boat with no lighting. They didn't carry lamps or anything to go through. Well, I, I will say I like the set design. It felt authentic, even though I know it wasn't. Yes. I mean, one thing I know, having been on the ocean, uh, the boats don't stop moving. And right. we, we recently reviewed for uh, Cinema Alucard, shameless plug, of uh, uh, Poseidon Adventure. And they constantly kept the camera moving to give you that sensation that you were on a boat and not on a set. The original Poseidon The original Adventure. Poseidon. Oh, I wish I had and then that. And then there was, uh, and then Jaws, of course, was filmed on boats on the ocean, and the entire movie, you see the horizon bouncing up and yeah. down. Yeah. You know, that is what it's like. Now, this is a bigger ship. It wouldn't bounce around as much, but it's also further out. It's through stormy weather. There would have been a whole lot more stuff bouncing around. But I think in terms of getting it convincingly on a period piece ship, and it was dirty, right? It wasn't like, well, since this would have been a newly built ship, no, this is an old ship. It's got, like, schmutch on the doors, and, you know, it's, um, I think, and they also lay it out fairly well, so I think you have a pretty good idea where you are on the ship at any one time, because it's so important to the, you're you're, you're trapped on the ship the entire time. It's important to have that spatial geography in your head. I would agree. Like, you knew where the cargo hull was in relation to the captain's quarters. You kind of had an idea. Maybe not exactly, but you had an idea of where things sort of were. So you weren't like, oh my god, where the hell is this happening right now? Like, you know? Well, and I also enjoyed... I'm not... I had some issues with the functionality of it, but... 
just the cool effect of the knocking on yes. the ship. Yes. And how it would reverberate. That yeah. sounded really cool. Yeah. I felt like people were knocking when they shouldn't have said Thank but you. Aside, that was my but issue. aside from that, it was pretty cool. That was my only issue I'd said to... This is how you knock. Yeah. When you do it, why didn't somebody come and, and say, say, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my we, question. Yes, too. we didn't really get into that <laughs> until about halfway through. Hold. People aren't any different back then. Just like snooze. <laughs> you know? I was thinking of snooze. Someone was snoozing. Actually, oh, I yeah. think it would have yeah, been the better. Yeah, my row was snoring. Yeah. If, yeah, if you knock... I thought it, I heard snoring. Chris oh, yeah. literally first, elbowed first, me at one point and said, Are you asleep? I was like, no, I'm not asleep. <laughs> no, for, first, that dude let out a couple of big old belches, and then he fell asleep and started snoring. <laughs> oh, is that that was in between you and okay, Leo. Yeah, yeah, you snoring around. <laughs> That's why I, I was like, who the hell is snoring? I was so first. I, I thought, thought I thought it was Nathan. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely was not. Because I then because I, I heard you scold them or whatever. I was like, okay, it was Nathan. It's like is Nathan snoring. Because I hear snoring coming over from over there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sitting here and somebody right behind me is going Ugh. Yeah <laughs> And at first I'm like Is that part of the movie? That's what I thought <laughs> it was, it was That's really a weird sound effect <laughs> So and what I also liked And I've always said this I kind of like rules in horror films And you know it's like And we establish those things And so that you set up the rule The knock and the, to draw attention To knock and the signal and Then you have everyone together in one place And you hear the knock And you're like and they, they immediately know. Fuck, uh, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody somebody, else, is somebody here. else is here. Yeah. Well, it's the, uh, like, one of the, the famous, like, the two sentence um, horror, horror stories. stories yeah. And it's the one where it's like the, the, the last man on earth is, is, is sitting in his, his, his living room, and there's a knock at the door. Right, right, and that's the same kind of idea. And I think, right, didn't they do something similar with since he did Autopsy of Jane Doe, which oh, I love that. Highly movie. recommended, more yeah. so than this film. Um, even though I like this film, um, is isn't there like the thing with the bell in that something? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the same idea. Is they set it up and they set up the rule and you get used to the rule and then suddenly it's like oh wait a minute. Yeah, my <laughs> only problem with the knocking was that when it was done a couple of times casually at the beginning. Nobody showed up and said what. Yes, and like that the they should have done that because then they wouldn't have had to have explained it as much. But it also would have reinforced it, right? So when the cabin boy is telling him, "So what do you want to do? You want to knock?" And and, and people come running, and then like knocks here, and then knocks there, and then it knocks there, and at no point does like the the Russian dude come in here and say, "What's the matter?" You know, yeah. it's just oh no, they, it's just explaining it. You know, yeah. yeah. And then and then could have gone crazy. It would have added a moment of humor and a moment of character because he could have cursed the boy out. You know, or something, and the boy could have been sheepish. That's a, by the way. There was a scene I loved was the boy uh, going off and crying, and I was think you think he's crying because the dog died, and, and he's just, not. Oh, I failed. He wasn't cat. that crying because the dog died. No, he's but. not. But he's, <laughs> da- he's crying because he failed. The he failed the captain. That, that, was, that was a really great. That was nice a really good touch. scene. I liked yeah, that. I liked that a lot because that that also ties in with the captain saying, "Let it be known that I." I, I did my duty or whatever it was that he said. And remember, the captain's his grandfather. And the captain said, I don't want him to become part of the sea. I promised his mother he wouldn't become part of the sea. But he's already become part of the but sea. He yes. doesn't call him granddad. He no, calls him captain. captain. Yeah. He, his, his, his whole I thing is he wants uncle. to please uncle, the whatever. captain. No, it was, no, it was his grandfather. Oh, yeah. okay. Because he says he's going to retire. 
And by the way, I sort of chuckled a little bit because why in every sea disaster is this going to be the captain's last voyage before he retires? <laughs> well, in this case, it's well, every title, every 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 tragic cop drama is those last day before he retires. Yeah. But it is, it's actually real. Like, if I can think of a, 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 a handful besides Titanic of major ship disasters where the, it, it was oh, the but captain's it was the last ti- day yeah, work. The, the Titanic. The ti- yes, but besides that, there's others. Yeah. There's, I know there's others. Because you, you, you um, you're, you're taking it for granted. You take your eye off the ball. You get sloppy on your last day. Yeah. And I don't care how much money they're supposed to be getting the extra cash on this. All the food is gone. Right. And you see Let's a just keep going. And you see a demon. Yeah. It's going to be cabbage for the. Well, they had cabbage the and potatoes. But, <laughs> but again, I think they did a good job of emphasizing that they had the, the money in their eyes, and that you know what if I don't if I was in their shoes, and you know they weren't paying seamen a whole lot of money um, back then. So and you're getting this thing that you could live in a brothel for a month. Fuck, I'll go, I'll go with potatoes for a week. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. once you see the demon. Gone. Well, and I think you know the uh, mythology around Demeter. Um, she was the mother of Persephone, and she's the goddess uh, of the harvest. Ag- uh, uh, and Demeter's also has to do with agriculture and, and food. So the boat carrying food and literally carrying food, food for <laughs> Dracula. Yeah. And Demeter, because the kidnapping of Persephone. Goes underworld. Goes underworld, and so she doesn't allow anything to grow, and that's the origin of winter. So she, the Demeter also brings winter. She ate the four seeds. Um, right. That's why we have the four seasons. Well, so. I did like in the movie the fact when the, 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 the scene where they finally realized that, oh, he's been pacing himself. He's been rational. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was now nice. Now he doesn't need us anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was a really nice moment. Um, I did like that also. Um, I think this this was also tough just to do to convert to a screenplay because it, the original, if you read just the chapter, that's the thing. It's right. The whole novel's epistolary. We all know that. The problem with that is that epistolary is only told from one person's point of view. So they had to take something that traditionally should have really just been a found footage movie, Hmm. if you think about it, even though they didn't have that kind of shit in 1897 or whatever. It should have just been a found footage movie in order to keep things um, kind of more uh, truthful or to adhere better to the book. They had to do this in a way that showed what was happening. But that said, I really think it would have been more interesting if we didn't know what was going on. So, how if you're, you know, if you're telling I do. I think, because what story are we actually telling if we just know it's Dracula? So we're just, it's become sort of meta at that point. Right. That here, we're showing you people what you already know, but since you're curious about it, we're going to show it to you. Well, but Instead I think it's sort of like... Um, I don't know if it was Prey or Predators, where they weren't going to tell you that it was a Predator film. Yeah, oh, that, uh, was, uh, that was Prey. That was Prey. Yeah. Was it Prey? Because I thought yeah. that was also the the, the ship. Um, ship. The, the, the the spaceship. Uh, oh, that one. Prometheus. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. from Prometheus. Oh, yeah, right. Right, those, yeah. And and there are those things where you're like, oh my god, you realize at the end it's a th- sort of like um, a Split, where you didn't know it was a sequel to Unbreakable until the oh, very yeah. end. Right, right. right. Um, but we just know that because audiences want to, s- and and because marketing departments are lazy. They they want to tie it into that existing property, so they're going to try well, to sell it, and so that's going to be up to there front movie, center. To be fair to this movie, even the book, you already know that it's Dracula. Yes. Oh, that's okay. true. That's so, true. So, right. but the mystery is looking at the eyes of the captain and what he sees and how he sees all his people start going insane or acting strange or, or saying we saw someone. He's walking around. And he doesn't believe it. And then the f- first mate is a dink in, in this, this story, too. But because he doesn't believe in supernatural stuff. And then when the first mate sees the supernatural stuff, because he and the captain are the last to survive, he flips out and he says, I'm out of here. I'm suicide. And then he suicides. And, and, and that's when that the captain goes in and he sees the vampire and he goes, okay, now I'm... And again, it's just a person. It's not what the monster we see here. That's when he pulls the cross out, ties himself, and, and wants to you know get the ship and board. Now, may, but even, say something? even at that point, yeah. when the when the guy jumps overboard, the captain immediately assumes oh, right. it's been the, the first mate the whole been time a serial killer the whole time. Exactly. Right. And he's been throwing people overboard. Right. Right. But, so, but I mean, then he sees the monster yeah. and then he goes, okay, yeah. It, yeah, the first mate was smart and he actually died a sailor's death. Well, and whenever we cover a movie that's based on a book, we get into this conversation <laughs> like, Phil will never let it go how it's different from a book. Um, and I just like, you never read the book that. before you I watch the that. But I think the real problem is that in the credits they say based on blah 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 right. blah when they really should say inspired by right. Yes. Right. If, they're not, if they're not doing a straightforward adaptation of it yeah. don't use based on use inspired by right. well very yeah. few things ever do though this is, the, this is how adaptations Excellent. work and you're and you are an informed moviegoer you should know what based on means and it means that we are, we based it on it and then we did our own thing, even though right. many things that are based on have jack but shit to do with the thing you're based Lord on. The well, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad oh, yeah. phraseology. They should stop. Yeah, well, and, and this is a this is completely different. It's not a little difference. It's completely different. I mean, yeah. even Dracula, the no, monster, no. is completely. I don't know about completely. If you just go off, there's a chapter, there's a there's a boat. It's called Dracula the Demeter. Like in that there's part. people on it. They die. Right, but there was no monster. That's no, but not you Dracula. Don't, you don't. Yeah, I mean, no, you that don't was see it. But but right, right, right. But but it's coming from a whole novel, and we already know. Yeah, but Dracula is based on that. I almost feel that chapter. But that chapter. But that's there to the same Dracula. But that's that's there to let the audiences know this is a Dracula story. I'm sorry, but this whole Dracula in this picture, the only thing I see when I see him there at the end is he looks like the one scene in the 1992 Bram Stoker Dracula, where he's like they walk in and he's a bat. That's right. the, that's what he looks like through this whole thing. He's, he's turning into that right for the whole thing, and I was just like, that should never no, happen. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm against Eric. I, Eric likes his monstrous vampires. I prefer more human vampires. Yeah, I'll take my kid and my Chris Sarandon, my Bella Lugosi, my Chris Taylor. Um, and no, State Plan like, are great. I, I, like I like them both. Plan. I like, but I like State I like the vampires that that. You know, can can pass, and I'm more of a dust till dawn kind of guy, where they look like humans, but then and they I think that's, that. yeah, and I think that was the that was a nice compromise, right? Yeah. That you, that when you can find that, 
the idea of them revealing them, their true selves and then hiding behind a human mask. Um, I was kind of hoping at some point we might see that human mask, even if it was just as that cameo right. in the in yes. the pub at the very end. That's where I think they could have done because we saw we see the cane, we hear the tapping, we all know it's Dracula, and we know that if like he turned around and it was Viggo Mortensen, just to pull <laughs> a random name, who turns at the camera and gives us that evil smile. No, no one's going to go, oh, no, that's not Dracula. Dracula yes. didn't look like a dude. No, we would all get it. If you, and if you think you're afraid and that people won't get it, they would put a little flash in his eyes. They could have done, like done, like yeah. yeah. so, done teeth just yeah. so uh, that, you know, like that's or, what he thought. Or, or the glowing eyes. I do agree with Leo. The ending is set up. And this is the this is actually the biggest departure I think, arguably, from the book, unless the doctor dies right away. Yeah. Is that he then goes off to to kill him, and it's not and I, I part it's not which like, has nothing to do with which has nothing to do with it. And part of me like wonders if there was an original draft where it's a white guy playing the doctor, and and oh, then you and, find out it's fantastic. and then you find out you know as, as he's out in the journey, and it sounds like. Doctor Van Helsing. I go, oh my god! <laughs> you know, they're trying to do that, and then it's like Doctor Van Helsing. Oh no, he's black. Shit. Okay, we can't do that. He's not Dutch. He's not Dutch. Yeah. yeah no, we can't do that. that um, look, Universal has been trying to reboot this. That their Monster Universe was a colossal failure. Um, I have well, no faith in that. I, I really wanted to. Well, and then well, this is and this then Invisible Man did well, and then immediately so. got its 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 legs cut out from it because of the pandemic. And what, I don't know if they still are planning a sequel to that or not. Um, and I got Tom Cruise Mummy. Well, well, they had the Invisible Man. Horribly, that's one of the. They, they had the Invisible Man. Stop. They, they had the Invisible Man. Minutes. Yeah, that's the only one they've had that they've had any luck yeah. with. Dracula Untold, I don't think was that good. Right. And I think part of their problem is that they they really, 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 really want to turn their monsters into superheroes, and and. That's not what they should be doing. Right. The no, Invisible that's Man. Not what people would want. Right. The Invisible Man is a fucking psychopath, and in, yeah. the, original, and the original story in the original movie, he is a, a giant James Bond level villain. That right? was one of the few reboots I actually enjoyed. Was right, and that's I it. I love yeah. the Invisible yeah. Man. I that was, was a great. Yeah, Lee Wan. Um, yeah, trying to turn Dracula into a sympathetic character, which they started sometime in the seventies when they introduced the reincarnated love character, um, and they're getting away from Christopher Lee. Um, you know, it's like, oh no, Dracula should be an evil little bastard. Yeah. Right. Well, um, well, Fran, he's a master. Uh, the Jello one. That that one, he was he was he's evil. Bastard. Yes, he yeah. was. Oh, Nathan, can you mention that thing about the rats? Oh, the 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 fact that they come in and they say, oh, the rats were all scared and they jumped overboard. Actually, Dracula can control rats. That's well, right. There's that's that's a really good if, he, if he wants yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. it's not like he, like they're in his vicinity. They all stop and say, "What are your orders, my master?" Well, if he no, wants but, to. But, the wolves do, but but they they didn't have to be right. jump ship. In other words, he could have just left them alone because yeah, I would yeah, yeah, be eating them. Yeah. Eating them would have made right. the most sense. Yeah. I did like that's I did love that line where he says. A boat without rats is unnatural. Is unnatural. Yeah. Oh, that I, was just if you, that gave me chills. I don't you, know why that line gave me chills. If you burn, but I did. I liked if you it a burn lot. the ship, if there would be rats hiding in the ashes, right? And that's. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's also though, because again, you got a little bit of. I know Dracula bat-like wings, but he also has a bit of a ratty face. Yeah. I think that's all sort of to emphasize the point that he will find a place to hide, right? And I don't think they. They needed to take that from subtext to text at some point. Yes. So when it was, hey, look, we found his hiding spot, someone should have said, 
okay, uh, you know what? It's it's uh, it's dawn. He's not coming back. He found someplace else on the ship to hide. And then that would have let's dump all these. That, that would have that would <laughs> emphasize the danger. Yeah. And well, it would have been harder to. But I don't. I. But see, and then again, once dump them over, these are crates of soil, and you've got at this point a handful of, of people left: an old man, uh, a woman, the doctor, and the first mate. And right? it did take like double the crew to get them on to get them on board. So I, I think they said, "Can we dump?" And to, but it wouldn't have been silly for someone to say, "Can we dump them overboard?" And you go like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> well, and I do a shovel full at a time, maybe. Right, right. I, well, well, and that's the point. If why dump it over if? They want to get the bonus, right? So, so yeah. there's all these exactly. contradictions in this whole film. And well, and also up. too, I thought in the beginning, you know, in the Not opening, everybody's dying. In the opening chapter seven, or in the diary <laughs> portion, you know, there is a mention. Oh, there's a dude standing there going, "There's a storm coming," and there's these other little omens that are very subtle. But I did kind of react to this movie being heavy-handed in the first ten minutes with everybody going, this is bad. You yeah. shouldn't get on there. I was like, Jesus Christ, shut up. This is too much. Right. Because that like, I'm not sailors to be worried straight up right. from the beginning. Right. Which they are. Still a superstition yeah. was not, like, low at that time. Well, because right. but I think that the super... But you still had... But it was too much. I'm just saying you for the movie, it was a little too much. But too even when they were superstitious, they probably didn't think of themselves as superstition. They probably yeah. still looked at the, the, the Romani or the gypsies, whatever, and looked at them and go, oh, they're just crazy. They're they're primitive people who believe in primitive things, not like us. We know mermaids are real. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they, 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 you will always believe that your culture is the superior culture to the other culture. Um, but I did wonder... Like, did Dracula tip well? Why? Why did they bring his ashes? Or maybe, I guess maybe just to get him the fuck out of the country. Yeah, That's probably they were yeah, trying they to get rid of him. He was leaving. There's no one left well, there to it, kill. And <laughs> I will say, I will say, the I know that they were coming down. I thought the depiction because Nathan and I were listening to chapters one and we started chapter two of. Um, the Bram Stoker's Dracula in the car on the drive out here after we listened to the thing we started with chapter one and I have to say the way that they in this movie visually showed the carts and the landscape with the snow of them bringing these this wagon tra- this um, caravan down to the town to put on the ship and the way that these Carpathians were rendered with the big you know, mustaches and all that, and the way that they were all dressed, man, they nailed it. They so nailed it. That is exactly what it looked like in my head. But, and I was like, holy book, crap, were they in my head? This is what I saw. But I mean, in the book, didn't Dracula actually have a good relationship with yeah. the Romanese? Well, yeah, they were yeah, certain people. Yeah, they, had certain they, were, people. they were slaves to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, they were happy. I don't know if I call that a relationship. They were a good relationship. I lived. Nathan, tell about the Golden Chalice. Or was that yeah, well? That, that's not in Dracula. I mean, that's actually, and that's part of the problem is we have a lot mm-hmm. of people who love Dracula so much, and it's it's become just accepted that you know when Bram Stoker was writing this, it was regarding the life of Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. So people are are starting to blend those stories together, and they're not. The same story. This is a fictional story about a well, fictional, even the fictional book, monster. The book was called The Undead. Yeah. And then late in the writing of it, he came across the name. Yeah. And he just said, "Oh, it's not the one there." <laughs> and and then people were, "Oh, there's a real life Dracula." It's like, yeah. 
<laughs> it was uh, it was he just stole the it was game. Inspired by true events. Yes. Right. Well, that's yeah. We know yeah. we've been yeah. down this road. Based on I mean, they were doing uh, Norman Bates and Leatherface are all well, inspired by but, dead games. But but Vlad and Pelo was a, is a hero in Romania anyway because he yeah. kicked out the Muslims, the Turks. He got rid of them, you know, and and so he's a hero over there and. And he, he used the, he, he used the bitch to just uh, execute all, all the Muslims and you know the Turks and 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 line them up and stuff. But and that's where you know the, the oh we can come use them with Dracula I guess right. But and, that and was again, it and had he nothing ended, to do with it. He ended the crime in his own country by just killing all the criminals. Yeah. <laughs> one way to go. That's yeah. right. One way to do it. Yeah. Well, well that brings us back to that earlier conversation we were having. Let's end the political wars. Kill all the uh, other lords and, and yeah, cows yeah. that might right. challenge them. Just kill them right, all. Right. And then we're well, and, and yeah. even, even uh, bringing Dracula down from Transylvania all the way to the coast, that's a long journey. Yeah. And you can figure that it, he was passed to other people. So the same people that brought him down the mountain aren't the same people that necessarily brought him to the city. And so, you know what? It would all just... You know, it's just oh, it's just boxing. If I've been I living under, like, under Dracula's thumb my whole life, and yeah. and he wants out, and he needs somebody to give him a lift, I am making sure I take him to the airport and making sure his ass gets on that plane <laughs> because I don't want him getting well, somebody at least they're checking like, missing the flight luggage. and having him come back. <laughs> well, and see, that was one of the areas where I had to suspend my disbelief a little bit because here are these Carpathians that are so excited that this a-hole is going to be gone and then they're going into town and being like oh you have it's bad like shut the fuck up you don't want them to change their minds you want to be like oh you're going to have a blessed journey when you take this here's See, uh, cash here's some good extra time. money yeah. go have fun not like Oh, here is extra for your crew. I that's, hope that's, you live. That's <laughs> the, well, no, no, but, but, the end of your, yeah, your journey. That's the scene they save for the remake of Dracula Dead and Loving. Well, well, yeah, that's, that was a, that's, a, that's a good point because when, when he uh, the first made his hand more money than they they got to just take the stuff in the first place, it's like you would think, okay, maybe this is stolen goods and we better talk to somebody locally or something. But, you know, they, it's just like, okay, I got the free money now and I'll pay they, my... They got the money, they had to be out by the end of the day. So, yeah, so, yeah maybe you're right. I mean, it's... It's, I mean, I, don't I know, have that a feeling back then there were not a lot of uh, deep scruples in the shipping industry. No. Right. No, but that's what I mean. Like, if they were so excited to be rid of them, but then they're spooking the people that are going to get rid of them. Right. It's kind of like, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be doing that. I don't know. Yeah, that, that particular moment was... Yeah, a little weird. I did enjoy the fact that, like, the doctor wasn't initially picked for the crew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason he got on the boat is because the other dude was like... Holy God! I know what that dragon means. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> and let's let's remember this is uh, the the 1890s, so that captain was kind of old. There is a non-zero chance that at some point he was on a boat shipping slaves around somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so again, uh, stolen goods probably not a big deal. Yeah. Um, just saying. <laughs> so, what did you think of the of the effects in the film? Generally, very good. Because yeah, there were a number of times I was trying to spot 
CGI? CGI or practical. I mean, the, yeah, the well, ocean had to be CGI. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that was all yeah, CGI. Yeah, there, there, there was good. a few times there. But I, I did yeah. think that was well done because there was one scene where the dude was walking on the deck, and I knew, I'm like, that at night with the ocean, and I was like, I know that that's CGI, good, but I was like, that looks really good. Like, I, was, I really couldn't tell. I was thinking more like the, 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 the monster, the blood, because a lot of the yeah. times CGI blood is really hard to do. Right. And there are it, it kind of looked practical, look, but, but a lot of it looked practical. They did it, it wasn't none of it stood out to me as CGI for the blood. You know, what's yeah. interesting is that critics, a lot of critics said that CGI sucked, but I have to disagree. I thought it was decent. I, I thought that. I mean, as far as Dracula goes, if you're going to go with that type of vampire, wait, I mean, talking about him not being realistic is kind of dumb because they don't exist. So how can that? How can it be realistic? Well, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're saying this with. Um, do you believe it though when you look? Right, right, right. right. Because fact or practical, you, it looks real within the. the but scene I'm saying this like with make right? And the there, the there was like poor compos- uh, compositing of yeah, the, that's what the CGI mods because it was it was it was also released in 3D, and so it's sort of like right. when you watch Jaws 3D, that's not in 3D, and you have the fake shark floating through the water <laughs> and, it just, and it just stands out as being fake because it's that it doesn't belong in the environment because it was supposed to be 3D coming right. at you. Um, and that happened especially with the octopus scene in, in uh, Meg 2. But I never got any of that. And yeah, there was some, and I was saying, what's it's in the trailers? Um, <laughs> and I don't, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I thought it was pretty well done. I was just wondering, am I having a hard time picking up on the CGI? And other people are going, nope, that was all CGI. It was, was done well. well I, literally, Dracula was CGI, but it yeah. didn't bother me because it's a monster. And a lot of this stuff, you could have gotten a contortionist to do, like, the quality. I mean, there was a, there's an actor in the credits. Yeah, the guy Dracula, in the so there was a dude. Oh, there were times it was definitely they just CGI'd over him. Yeah, yeah the, same, the same actor that did Wreck, the monster in Wreck, at the end. What were we saying, Nathan? I, I was just saying that I was not thrilled with the monster, but scenes where the blood was coming out of the neck at the first neck injury, the first uh, crew member who, was, who had his neck, neck ripped up, that really reminded me of a lot of the old school, like, werewolf in London kind of, mm. you know, practical effects. So I did like that. Yeah, whether it was practical or not, it, it looked pretty good, yeah. Uh, all right. So any, anything else anybody want to bring up? Uh, what is that on your list? The dog was entirely CGI. <laughs> they killed a dog. They killed actually. No, they killed the it took them this long to get to the complaint about the dog dying. Well, they killed all the animals. Yeah. The only I had enough to, to complaints about this film. That yeah, but, I didn't even but, but you're not. Don't, don't with the number of wings you eat. Don't tell me you're upset about them killing the chickens. That's true. Mm, now I'm hungry. <laughs> the only thing that I that I just wanted to say was even though they could have taken the opportunity to use a few phrases from the original journals and didn't, I did say that the voiceovers that they did do did not feel in. They felt like they worked. They weren't jar. It wasn't yeah, like oh god, somebody easy, modern wrote that. It's, like it's easy to be really cheesy with voiceovers. Like yeah, and they did. Yeah. I felt that they did a good job with that. That. Because I was ready. I was like, oh man, they're going to do some cheesy modern lingo voiceover and I'm going to yeah, be Yeah, the only happy. issues I had they about the voiceovers is it didn't come right from the journal in the book. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a book thing. Yeah, book and thing. they and but they could have. That's the thing. But if, they the they could have done that. If you did not, right, if you did not right, right. Um, make the user error of reading the book immediately before seeing the movie... Would you have known that those no. were changed? No, I would not right. have known. I, I would concur that's with that I mean. statement. Yeah, and that's why Absolutely. you shouldn't read it beforehand. Because what I look at most of the time when I'm reading or uh, watching an adaptation of a story that I haven't read in a long time, 
I'll read it later. Oh, yeah, I'll, read it later. <laughs> I'll go watch it. Say, okay, oh, this oh, kind yeah. of fits with with my. Well, my oh, yeah, but it wasn't Russian. It wasn't Russian. Well, well, I usually, I usually, you're weird. That is how I usually do it. I will watch the movie and then go read the thing later. But because Phil was going on about Russians and Romani yeah. and all this, yeah. I was like, you know what? I am going to get that and reread it now because maybe there's an opportunity for us to have an interesting discussion. Right, 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 right. But I haven't read it's the fucker in 35 years. Well, it's so not like they made Dracula like, French. You know, uh, it's, it's we don't, who, nobody cared about the sailors on the boat. I did. <laughs> it's Russian. And you didn't care about because they're Russian. Anyway, <laughs> personally, I thought that having written in this particular instance, having listened to the little journal part, which is all we really listened to, is about 17 well, minutes in the car, enriched my experience. We I basically listened to it because I really got tired the other night and we're saying, Nathan, what was this part of Dracula? I mean, let's just listen to the story, okay? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. No, I mean, look, there's a lot of characters in Dracula where their ethnicity is important. Dracula is obviously because the whole story is about foreigners coming to England. Um, who is it, Jack? Who is the American... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Van Helsing. And then, and then Van Helsing himself. is Dutch. Yeah. Um, although, Van Helsing, although I don't know that it matters that he was Dutch so much other than that it's his name. Right, it doesn't matter about the American either. Well, it doesn't matter. matter but no, they make an issue that he's, a, like, they make a big issue of the fact that he's the, the American suitor. And that's how you distinguish right. it, because he was a cowboy. And right. that's how you distinguish yeah. him from the other two suitors that she had. Yeah, that's a good yeah. um, so, so that at least... No, I'm not saying they, but even that I wouldn't say they couldn't change right, it was right. just why would you right right, um, right. There, there, there was no I mean he chose the Van Helsing as Dutch and the guy from, as American Jack but you're right, right. And if you're right. Doing it, a, you could have made him French and, and Italian right and if wanted. they were doing a Japanese right. adaptation of Dracula and they made the Jack character Korean you know you go okay well that, that's that's that works. Yeah, well, sense. I mean, at the time, you had to have the American being the way it was because he kind of had the rugged Western. Yeah, he came from Texas. He's the guy. Because he's also the guy who said, "Okay, I got a got a repeaters, you know, and that's you know the, the Winchester lever actions. Even then, the Americans got to bring the guns. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Guns. Yeah. Anyway, um, and you have to remember too, at the time that Dracula was written. There was a religious war going on. You had the Protestants versus the uh, Roman Catholics who were versing the uh, Orthodox Catholics all in that same area that this was going and, on. And the, and the Turks was, were already there. Yeah. They still owned the, the property until 1918. Thank God we all get along so well now. Yes. <laughs> It's not like we go over to go to war over religion these days. <laughs> right, and Eastern Europe still doesn't have any wars today. Yeah. No, never, never. Uh, and no one has ever died in Disney World. No. Now, uh, any, anything else that anybody want to bring up that is on their list about the film that we haven't brought up yet? Bear McCreary was the uh, composer. Music, yeah. Yeah, he was actually our late addition because it was originally another guy that had to pull out. Uh, because of the problems with the film and the delay. I would really like to get the score because yeah. it's a nice yeah. score. I yeah, uh, the, the guy that I'll get the guy does, does the walk post, does yeah. the music for the Walking Dead, or at least for the original Walking Dead series. I don't know if he's done it for the others. Um, I know he and he did uh, Battlestar Galactica. It was supposed to be music for which was fantastic. It was supposed to be Thomas Newman. Um, he did. Oh, and, and, Thomas. Yeah, and he had to drop out literally like at the last minute. Thomas Newman did Finding Nemo and uh, yeah. and and uh, the new one that we just saw, Nathan. Um, 
Pixar's um, oh, oh, Elemental. Elemental, and I think it worked out because I mean, like several times during the movie, I found myself noticing the score. Me and how too. Good it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you either know one of them would be great. It's just that, and he also did the uh, score for Godzilla: King of the Monsters, which I th- of the, the Godzilla trio I think was the best of the score. Yeah. Out of those three films. I mean, I like Thomas Newman a lot. Oh, I own awesome. several of his scores, but after the score that I heard on this film. I have to say, I think the guy that did this kind of married the tone a little better. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Thomas Newman would have done, done too, but he's not. He would have done well, but he just is not as dark. I don't find his well, work to be as I, tonally dark. And, and even I'm, when he's doing dark stuff, it's not a hundred percent. I get the skepticism, but I, I am always. Yeah willing to give an artist a chance to do something that Different. we haven't seen that's before true. because that that's inevitably what happens is like, oh, you scored a bunch of Pixar movies. You can't possibly do a scary vampire film. Right, right. Well, and, they're like, and they're like, but no, I really, really want to do well, I'm not, he's done, he's done a lot of great I'm stuff, not saying yeah. that he couldn't do a dark yeah. film. I just think that this guy that they got to do this is probably a better match. I think yeah, it worked right. out that's for right. the that's best. Right. That's, right. Yeah. that's all that I'm I'm not saying. disagreeing. But that's it for me. Anybody else? Anybody else? Eric, anything? You, you're usually the one that says, I'm, I'm good. And then that, that's what we wrap up. I'm good. All right, I'm good. I guess we can stop wrapping up here. So uh, <laughs> before we uh, uh, give our final reviews, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a General Ranchers podcast called the Scancy Podcast. That's called A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. And, uh, all right, we have a website, www.doctorscussions.com, and an email. Uh, but what, what else can people find on the website? Our Patreon account. Go there. Click on it. Fair enough. Uh, now, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric actually do another podcast uh, uh, generally monthly now. What, what's that? Uh, that's the Cinema a Card podcast where we pick, uh, take turns picking a non-Dark Discussions film. Uh, so usually some other sort of genre. We've done westerns like Hostels, and we've done animated like Inside Out, and uh, science fiction like Flash Gordon, and we also have done things like thrillers like Collateral and um, History of Violence, and uh, and we we just do for those films the the same sort of uh, violence that we do to films on dark discussions. That's right. That's right. And uh, Barrett, myself, you, Kevin, Lex, uh, Mike, and stuff. We're doing another podcast uh, generally and. Uh, doing some stuff coming up. What's that all about? Yeah, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. We're going to be doing The Suicide Squad on the 21st, and then we'll be following that up with Peacemaker, and there's a bunch of other stuff we plan on doing. Indeed. And uh, uh, Leo, uh, what, what's the podcast and you, generally, uh, uh, the network and all that again? Yeah, a bunch of the stuff, thedorkening.com, just head there, but I do splash pages on Tuesdays, Midweek Geeks on Wednesdays, Still Token on Wednesdays, uh, and... Uh, Every other Sunday, we do Comics Paradox and The Dork Night. Excellent. And uh, the Schoonovers, you guys do stuff, uh, anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, you can. I am a short fiction writer, and I also have a magazine called 34 Orchard, um, which is You're not that short. literary fiction. <laughs> I wasn't going to. LOL. Uh, no, you guys have been teasing me about that for years. Um, but anyway, I write short fiction, and you can find out more about Christy more about me at christypetersonschoonover.com Nathan and you can't find me anywhere anymore um, I don't exist but uh, <laughs> moving on you can, you can find my old uh, archives at shadownation.com and Sean Burris is still going on there and I'm working on some other projects right now that are to be announced in the future but currently are 
not uh, at that point yet. So. All right, sounds good. So uh, let's give our final thoughts on this film here. Once again, it's called The Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, so let's start with you, Barry. Yeah, I really like the film a lot, but there are some flaws that are hard for me to get past. Um, it's very authentic, great filming, great acting, um, but just those few flaws just kind of stick out for me. All right, sounds good. Let's go with you, Mike. I liked it. Um, I could easily see this being on my top 20 list by the end of the year. I don't see it on my top 10. Um, I don't know if I liked this better than the other Dracula movie that came out earlier this year, which was uh, Redfield, uh, which was, of course, tonally completely different. Uh, uh, But if you're a horror fan and you like things spooky or you like spooky horror on a boat, I, I I would say give it a shot. All right, sounds good. Uh, Pia? Uh, I like the film. I like the music. Um, and I like the atmosphere of the, of the, and the period PC-ness of it. Um, so, yeah, overall, it's a thumbs up for me. All right, Mr. Letts? I enjoyed it. I know you didn't, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good watch. Yeah, there were holes and things that we had a problem with, but... I am very glad I watched it, and if it was on Netflix or whatever again, I'd probably catch it a second time. Right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, uh, for folks who listen to this podcast, they probably will like this because there's a lot of gore. Um, I, I have issues with the film. I, I think I like it less now that we discussed it. Um, <laughs> but I am with Kevin. If it, if it popped up on Netflix, or who I'd probably take another look at it. But I think it, it was not a good film. Uh, in my opinion. Leo? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy, you know, period piece movies, so I think they did a really good job on that. Uh, definitely, you know, the plot holes were a little tough to get by, but I thought it was well acted and, uh, you know, really well put together other than the uh, the silly plot holes. All right, Chrissy? Yeah, I'm going to say that I would definitely recommend this to anybody that likes spooky, creepy, a little different. There was a lot to like about this film despite its flaws. Um, So, yeah, I definitely... And and let's just put it this way. If you have a choice between this or Skinamarink, um, (laughs) definitely go with it. Absolutely. (laughs) Amen. So, yeah, I'm going to give it... We are losing so many listeners over this Skinamarink. (laughs) They are not listeners. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, the heck with them if they like that. Uh, Nate, what do you got? I'm horribly torn. I'm horribly torn because I, I just sit there thinking if I went into this going in to see a monster movie I'd give this a seven and a half or eight but going in and seeing this as a Dracula movie it's like a four so it's it's it, it hurts to say it but I'm torn and I'm right down the middle on this one and I'd have to say it it's not one I would go pay to see again but if it was free to see I, I might see it it's it's better than Dracula 2000 uh, Eric, <laughs> is that funny? Uh, yeah. as good as Buffy? Yeah, I, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I obviously, having not read the book, I didn't have a lot of the adaptation hangups that some people had. Um, it could have tightened up the pacing a little bit. That's really my only issue with the movie. I thought it looked great. I thought it was acted well. I thought the score was fantastic. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. All right, sounds good. So uh, once again, the film is called. The Vo- Last Voyage of the Demeter, uh, directed by Andre Avradel, uh, a patrol hunter and autopsy of Jane Doe. Both great movies. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Two of the best. Um, this film stars Corey Harkins, 
Asling, Franciosi, Liam Cunningham, uh, known for Game of Thrones, and David Dasmalchian. Uh, the film is presently at theaters. As again, for Pam, we are recording this on August 12th, 2023. Uh, we do have a website, darkdiscussions.com, and the email is darkdiscussions at aol.com. Just put in the subject uh, that is specifically for this podcast, so we know it's for this podcast because that email is used for all the podcasts on the website. Uh, so I think uh, that's pretty much our, our opinion on the film. Thanks for joining us, at least virtually, uh, as we join each other together in Mystic, Connecticut for the Dark Discussions Podcast Meetup. And with that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right. Once again, I want to thank Leo for hosting us today. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in and listening to us talk about the last voyage of the meter. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. Now I want to see Dracula versus Trolls. <laughs>